Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and this is it, the final episode of 2021. It is New Year's Eve. Uh, This episode is up, and we assembled many of the Needless Things crew to talk about 2021. Uh, Basically anything that came up. There's no, like top 10 here there's no uh none of that it it is a conversation just about stuff from 2021 we had a great time recording this i think you're gonna have a great time listening to it Uh, but before we get to that a couple things one please do check out the needless things youtube channel that has been working overtime the last couple of weeks and will continue to do so uh, at least a few weeks into the new year i think uh, this week, I reviewed four different releases from the brand new Valiverse Action Force line. Uh, this is a line that's been a long time coming. Uh, Six-inch military action figures that works. Uh, and this was not the intention, but it does work as sort of a companion line to the G.I. Joe Classified series. And I gotta say, it it pretty much met or exceeded all of my expectations. Uh, there, There's one major negative but I think it's something that's very easily addressed Uh, overall I'm very happy with what I got so four days this week there were reviews up on the Needless Things YouTube channel Uh, four days the week before and four days next week as okay I believe next week is going to be the new Super 7 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Ultimates Unless I find something between now and then that I feel is more urgent, which is possible. So one week will be all four new Ultimates, uh, and then there's... I've got a bunch of reviews in the can right now. Oh, and before I forget, last night at midnight, I posted the final uh, Needless Unboxing of 2021 NECA's Goliath action figure from Gargoyles which I really wanted to get in before the end of the year because all day today, or on January, uh, January, we're not there yet, December 31st, uh, I will be posting my top 10 figures slash toys of 2021 on the Phantom Troublemaker and Needless Things podcast Instagram accounts. So go follow those and you can find out uh, my top 10 of 2021. Uh, what else is going on here? Not a whole heck of a lot. We were supposed to go over to Second Chance Toys in, I guess it's in Canton, Georgia, way across town today, and there are thunderstorms all day long. It's It just looks like wet garbage outside, and I didn't feel like getting on the road and traveling an hour in that mess. Hopefully we can go tomorrow. Uh, because I've really, I, I got a little bit of Christmas cash, and I would like to get some some vintage toys. I'd like to add a few more pieces to the Joe collection uh, sometime very soon. But that that had to be put off because this weather. Let me just tell you, if 
if you would like to live in a place where it rains far too much and the temperature year-round is anywhere from 10 to 30 degrees hotter than you'd like it to be, then move to Georgia. It's the place for you. Uh, All right. So moving on, 2021, uh, I do have some input from the Needless Things podcast Facebook group. Uh, I put up a question in there. Hey, you know, what what were some of you guys' favorite things from 2021? And we got some pretty good responses, so I'm going to run through them now. Uh, I was going to do it as part of the show, but then I realized the show was just too big. Uh, I'm going to mention here, I have a couple of responses from... What are your top 10 action figures of 2021? Uh, Gary Mitchell has the 112 Collective Gotham by Gaslight Joker. Uh, G.I. Joe Classified Lady J. New J- uh, NECA Jason from Friday the 13th Part 7. Marvel Legends Baron Zemo. Marvel Legends Captain Carter in the stealth suit. Uh, NECA Ultimate McCready, the Outpost 31 version. G.I. Joe Classified Series, Commando Snake Eyes and Timber. Uh, NECA Puppet Master Blade. Uh, Masters of the Universe Revelations, Evil Lynn, and Toonie Terrors Elvira. Uh, Brian King going from 10 to 1. Uh, Timber, Death Metal Wonder Woman, Lords of Power Merman, Movie Scarlet, McFarlane's Doctor Fate, Marvel Legends She-Hulk, Zartan, Goliath, Revelations Evil Lynn, and Major Blood. And then Robert McIntyre, uh, also going from 10 to 1, Snyder Cut Flash, Snyder Cut Aquaman, Snyder Cut Superman, Black Costume, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, which I am honestly not sure which one he's referencing. Perhaps the Jada Toys release, uh, Snyder Cut Dark Side, uh, Frankenstein's Monster Black and White, I'm going to guess that's the NECA one, uh, 112 Collective Two-Face, Death Metal The Drowned, Death Metal Bat Cycle, and the Snyder Cut Steppenwolf. Big fan of McFarlane over here, and I don't blame him. Uh, And then I have got, if I scroll down just a little bit more, we've got some input uh, from you guys about 2021. Actually, I think it's under announcements. Hang on. I scrolled down too far. I still don't understand how any social uh, social media works uh tell us your favorite things about 2021 what are you looking forward to in 2022 which we ended up not covering on the show because there was so much already uh gary mitchell again mcu on disney plus no way home the new thrawn books gi joe classified finally getting distribution distribution right uh hades on xbox midnight mass on netflix james palmer favorite thing about 2021 it's almost over Aww. Uh, what I'm looking forward to in 2022, Cobra Kai Season 3, Resident Alien Season 2, The Orville Season 3, Stranger Things 4, and The Book of Boba Fett, which technically started in 2021. Oh, and by the way, I guess I should mention, uh, first episode, uh, it was cool. Didn't blow me away, but but it didn't need to. It's It's basically been established already. So it gave us a look at what we're going to be seeing. Uh, I enjoyed it. I liked the performances, but it, it wasn't a, oh my gosh, exploding head gif on Facebook reaction. It was just very enjoyable. Uh, Bobby Nash, 
Award-winning Bobby Nash. 2021 was a productive year for me. It came at the cost of spending weekends with fellow geeky folks, though. That's sometimes you got to work through those conventions. It's what I did all year long. Uh, Steve Johnson, or uh, as, as you may know him, Johnny Danger. Favorite, tough. Personally, this was the second worst year of my life. Well, that sucks. Uh, I, I can only assume that 2020 was the worst because this had to be better. Uh, but I took your question as a challenge to find something positive. So, this was the year movies came back. Godzilla vs. Kong is a movie I've wanted since I first saw 1962's King Kong vs. Godzilla on TBS in 1987 or so. No Way Home may be the best comic book movie ever. There were some fun video games, even if getting a PS5 or Xbox is needlessly impossible, thanks to scalpers and the merchants who are complacent selling to them. Switch had some fun games, too, for those stuck in that gen. Uh, Greg Plunkett. Hmm, I can't go with any movies since I'm super far behind on watching those. For video games, definitely Metroid Dread. For tabletop gaming, I have to go with the relaunch of HeroQuest, uh, which, if you don't know, was a big deal uh, and was a Hasbro Pulse project. Uh, Robert McIntyre, favorite thing personally was having my heart procedure and being told all went well. Uh, and, and congratulations on your continued good health, Robert. Uh, that was huge. Uh, from a toy perspective, getting all these Snyder Cut Justice League figures, they look fantastic. Obviously, you were a big fan of those. Uh, what I'm looking forward to in 2022, going to conventions and meeting people again. Yes, you and me both, my friend. Uh, all right. There you go. Uh, that is the input from the Needless Things Podcast Facebook group, which you too can join uh, and enjoy conversations like that. Uh, you guys, 2021, almost done. Uh, I know there's a lot of freaky, funky stuff still going on out there in the world, but hopefully we can fight our way through it, and 2022 can be even more back to normal than 2021 was. I'm looking forward to many conventions this year because my work schedule has made a little shift. And this time around, I'm basically off all the weekends that I want to be off. Uh, obviously, things can change. Uh, this, you know, The job can rear its ugly head and decide to ruin my life uh, once again. But, or I, I say once again, it, it really has never stopped. Uh, but it does pay for all those neat vintage toys that I enjoy collecting. Uh, but overall, 2022 is looking pretty darn good. I'm excited. Uh, and as difficult as it is sometimes, I do think you're responsible for your own outlook. Uh, and look, I don't succeed at this, but if you can look ahead with positivity and enthusiasm and and try and look for the best then you're just going to feel better about things. Uh, yes, that potentially can lead to disappointment, but I think if you have a healthier, more positive mental outlook, then in general, you're you're better off. And, and look, I don't have that all the time, but I sure do try, and I hope you guys you know, can find something to look forward to in 2022. Uh, I hope that 2021 was a better year than 2020, and again, I don't see how it couldn't have been. And I look forward to seeing some of you guys live and in person at things like Joe Fest, uh, Toylanta, Dragon Con. I'm planning on being at all of those. Might even make it back to Heroes Con this year. Not positive about that one yet. We'll see. Uh, but here we go. It is time now to put a button on 2021. 
I didn't consent to this. <laughs> That's what the goat said. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. It, it said nah. Well, but your wife did, so like a good cuck, just shh. <laughs> wow. Shots fired. That was intense. All right. We're, uh, we're rowdy early. I hope that uh, everyone is prepared with your beverages. I have the last of the eggnog with some bourbon mixed in. Uh, I also have some bourbon. And, uh, of course, of course, some water uh, because hydration is key, as always. We have got a full house tonight, and that's what it's going to take to look back on 2021, the year as it was in the world. The year we got to go back to the movies for a while. That's true. That's true. We've we've still cautiously uh, can maybe go see some things. Although I will say selfishly, uh, I, I am going to miss being able to just watch stuff on HBO Max uh, without having to go to a theater where people are talking and taking their shoes off and putting blankets over them and looking yeah. at their phones like it's I'm their really fucking missing- living room. I'm really missing being able to torrent stuff that's not a cam version (laughs) of things. That's true. I don't don't encourage piracy. Wait, wait. Well, no, of course, of course. But imports are fine. Uh, Real quick, before we we get too much further, I've I've got to introduce the the crew. Uh, We have Christian, Oz, the Cadavers, Beth, Noel, and Arian. Welcome to 2021, a look back at slightly better things now all right please continue on with uh i'm just glad i didn't pay to see the matrix oh god yeah Um, well i was okay it was all right no it wasn't okay i liked it that first part who who saw the matrix did everybody watch the new one i've not seen it yet well that's no surprise it hasn't made it to vhs yet it's on hbo max is, is it coming to beta? Yeah, well, as soon as it gets on beta max, we'll dispatch a pigeon to your house with a copy. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so the beginning is bad, really, really bad. I just feel like if they'd structured it a little bit differently, it would have been fine. But then at the end, it gets pretty awesome. And I like a lot of what they did. So it was worth watching, but not really worth paying for, I guess, is where I'm at on it. I like it. Was, it's all right. I don't know. I thought it was infinitely better than three. I absolutely hate Matrix 3. I'm sure that's, that's not. A, that's a low bar, though. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but. That's, I, that's I, like I, saying. I, I thought it was fun. You know, That's like saying it's better than being punched in the dick. I, I'm not here to kink shame if you're into that, but it's it's a low bar to clear. I think people are way too harsh on revolutions fan, especially not the sequels. So um, I can live without it. I'm with that. I thought, well, I was, and and in the end, that's kind of the story because I mean, it's not like I'll ever go back and watch that again. It didn't, it didn't do enough for me to be like, Ooh, I want to watch this over and over again. Like certain other movies that came out this year that we'll get to. Uh, I, I watched it for free, and I'm glad I didn't pay for it, and I wouldn't have paid for it. It would have just sat there until it came on FX in three years or something. I, right, I, would, right. I would have paid to see it. Uh, yeah. I thought it was okay, but at the same time, like, 
I, I wish they had done some things differently. But get you your know. get your dig in. It was good. The message you sent me. Oh uh, shit! Uh, I have to look it up to remember it. Hang <laughs> yeah, on. I can't remember what it was <laughs> yeah. either. That's how smart. That's how I, like Arian's mind is so complex. Even he can't keep track of everything. I, I saw someone say some. I saw someone say something like Lana Wachowski had to sit through over a decade of men's rights activists claim the red pill was about realizing alimony was society's greatest evil. So she decided to abandon even the hint of subtlety forever. (laughs) And see, that's one of those things that I wasn't even aware of. So there are so many uh, uh, right wing red flags that I'm not even aware of until a liberal points them out to me. So I'm glad for for you keeping me on track. You're not based in red pill, Dave. (laughs) No, I I don't. I have no idea. I'm, I'm here to translate. (laughs) <laughs> well, we are all here to translate uh, the best and maybe a little bit of the worst of 2021 into a palatable ear directed <clears throat> format. Uh, one of the first things I want to talk about is, and we're kind of already doing it, is getting back to normal. Uh, obviously, we still want to be careful and responsible, but the world uh, opened back up for a good portion of 2021. We got to enjoy conventions again, shows again, going to the theater again. Uh, and you know, overall, we got to have a whole lot more fun than we had last year. Do you guys remember the first thing you did back in public this year? Uh, go to see Black Widow in the theater. Uh, oh, so that was back in what May or whatever? Yeah, it was in like Mayish. I am uh, shocked that you were out earlier than I was. <laughs> well, like. I mean, I was double vaxxed at that point. And like, if you'll remember, like, where we were in the course of the pandemic, like, numbers were way better back then than they are now. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, I don't know. I, I figured it was worth it. And I still, knock on wood, haven't caught anything yet. So it's fine. Uh, if, I find that if I go to a showing at North Decab, like on a weeknight at like 8.30 or 9, like about a week after something's been out, uh, it's not as crowded and I feel better about going. Yeah, but you're you're worried about catching other things other than COVID if you go to North Cab. Like watch no, out for needles. Like, and- like bullets. <laughs> I, I'm immune to all that shit. You, you suburbanites. That uh, are actually... You, um, Noel's yeah, actually say, like the least. I think I'm the only one here that lives ITP. So, no, I live ITP too now. I'm not. Oh, in you're back anymore. ITP. Yeah. We're this much OTP. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are basically as far OTP as I used to be. You're like just barely out of the perimeter. Yeah. If I'm trying to avoid crowds in the theater, I do the I do the day show when we can. Yeah. That's that tends to be the best way to do it. I have no problem with going to what we lovingly call the rape tunnel at North DeKalb. It's so cheap. Yes. It, it is super cheap. It's it's uh, insanely cheap. Like, I don't know where their money comes from, uh, especially considering that you can bring drinks in there, too. Well, clearly yeah. they're laundering money. Yeah. It's, it's just it, a front. It, it's like, how do how do how does mattress firm stay in business i think we all know the answer to that question <laughs> it's, it's a racket for something it's mattresses because mattresses are cheaper than safes they hold a lot of product yes if you know what i'm talking about 
Uh, so this much uh, who else who else got back out earlier? I think ours the was a Suicide Squad. At least as far as theaters, that yeah. was the first movie we saw in theater. Okay. Suicide Squad. Even though it was out on HBO Max, so I saw it in the theater. We came home mm-hmm. and I watched it again on HBO. Yeah. I I wanted to see that in the theater, but I just wasn't. Uh, I'm trying to think of the order in which things came out because I know was Sean was Sean Chi the first one that you like had to go to the theater to watch? Yeah, to, like that was not available on uh, Disney Plus. I think that was our first time. Was that before or after Dragon Con? That well, Snake that Eyes would have been our first. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Snake Eyes was Snake the first. Eyes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Which uh, everybody can hear our review of Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins on Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. So, yeah, that was that was our, my family's first time out. Uh, and it wasn't so bad. Not <coughs> there, there weren't many people in the theater. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no, there sure yeah. weren't. So <laughs> apparently like Suicide Spider-Man. Squad was August and Shang-Chi was, was September. So. Okay. Yeah, I know we saw Shang-Chi in the theater as well. Uh, and that was worth going, even though the theater was yeah. kind of packed and people wouldn't shut the fuck up. The movie was so freaking good. Yeah. It was amazing. Shang-Chi, what a, how would you rank the Marvel movies that came out this year? Well, uh, I didn't what, see the, the Eternals. The Eternals is the bottom of like every movie I saw this year. I, see, I think like I disliked Matrix more than I disliked Eternals, but I have a I have a soft spot for like cosmic era Jack Kirby nonsense. This so. didn't feel like that to me though. It felt like uh, let's stand around and talk a lot, and every once in a while I'll shoot some fucking bolts out of my fingers. It didn't yeah. feel like Jack Kirby to me. I understand that's where the inspiration came from, but they did not capture. Look, because look at Thor Ragnarok and look at the Eternals and tell me where Jack Kirby's influence was felt. I mean, that's the that's the wacky Jack Kirby, though. Well, the, I think all you have to do is look at Justice League and you can totally understand it is impossible for Hollywood to do Jack Kirby. Yes. His ideas so. are just too big and too amazing for mere mortals to translate i think if you if you get taika white ytt i have trouble with his name and and his directorial style from time to time uh, i think if you get him with a really strong editor you could have a successful like new gods movie i really do uh but it would take a, a company much bolder than warner brothers to put it out um. Well, Oz, if, if we we know you were out at Dragon Con. Did you, did you get out and about before that? Um, you know what? As far as the theater goes, man, I the the, the first one I saw in the theater this year was the new Ghostbusters. Like okay, like at Thanksgiving, I didn't, and it was. I mean, I there wasn't like a conscious decision. Like I'm not going to the theater because of COVID. Um, I just you know I work and everything else and then i mean there was a couple of things that i kind of wish i would have seen and uh but yeah that ghostbusters was the new ghostbusters was the first i saw in the theater and then i you know i and i i don't really go out and do anything much anyway i mean this bump there's a <laughs> there's a brew pub that we go to that we hang out they have an outdoor patio and so we go and hang out there and whatever but i mean 
Yeah, that I mean, but yeah, Ghostbusters was the first one I saw in the theater, and and it, dude, it was kind of weird because it had been literally over a year since I'd been in the theater. What I don't you know? miss is like going to the movie tavern and taking my wife and my mother in law and dropping thirty six dollars on three tickets, and then seventy five dollars on food and beverages <laughs> for some for some cheap mozzarella yeah, that's sticks. If you don't get alcohol. Yeah, right. that, yeah, that's that's at a matinee where we're just drinking Diet Coke yeah. or Diet Pepsi because the movie tavern does not have Coke. Products, yeah, it's yeah, it's a black mark it's, on it. Uh... You can do Diet Dr. Pepper, so it's OK. That's OK, acceptable. yeah, I could survive on that. Yeah. Uh, who else? We got uh, Beth. Where, where was your first venture out? Also a movie theater. Um, I went and saw A Quiet Place 2 at the end of May. And after that, even though I it was okay, but after that, I was like, <laughs> nah, watching movies at home again. And I didn't go to the theater again until Dune came out. I've seen exactly two movies in the theater this year. And Dune, I'm glad I saw in the theater. But everything so, else, I just want to be at home. Just leave me alone so I can go pee whenever I want, <laughs> drink my drinks for free, eat my food for free. Yeah. Wear my comfy pants. Yes. Yeah. Don't make or me no put pants. on a bra to go out. I don't, I don't mind the theatrical experience, but like I said, it's just the other people in there that are so disrespectful. Yeah, when I saw Spider-Man, the, like the, the dudes sitting close to me uh, were like fucking around on their phone like listening or watching something with fucking volume on. I'm just like, dude, it's, it's dude. insanity. And I'm not talking about people who like, like when Andrew Garfield showed up, people who are like, yes, whoa. I'm not talking about those people. Those people are fucking great. They're enhancing the experience. I'm yeah. talking about people who are treating it. Like I said, like their living room, kicking back with blankets on their shoes off, looking at their phones, talking at like normal speaking volume to each yeah, other that shit's fucking yeah. trifling it's, we it's got lucky because spider-man everyone was like very fucking respectful of how goddamn good that movie was yeah like, same here same yeah. here the theater we were in the theater yeah. was packed yeah and there were people standing in the back which i don't quite know how that works but it was a fact but everybody was like going nuts in all the right spots yeah. very into it very enthusiastic and then during the talky dramatic portions everybody would like hush up and listen and and feel their feelings like it was yeah, it was great it was a great experience has, has everybody seen spider-man nope yeah. oh what I all right well, we i hear it's amazing but here's the thing i made a deal with marvel at the end of the Thanos saga that but I you would wouldn't watch to... anything else until they gave Hawkeye a show. <laughs> the opposite of what I believe. You're in luck. But I, I made a deal, and the deal is that I don't have to be emotionally invested in this shit anymore, and I'll watch it if I want to, but I'm done being emotionally invested in Marvel. Oh, my I'll goodness. This, I, I'm not as emotionally invested as I was prior to the end of the Thanos saga, but there's... And and I think the movies are a lot more hit and miss now than they used to be. I'm a bigger Spider-Man fan than I am like a Marvel fan. I know, like, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, just no, it I, does. No, yeah. that makes sense because I'm I'm a bigger Batman fan than I am a DC. Well, fan. I think Ryan, I think you and I are pretty much on the same page because I think we've talked about this X-Men and yeah. Spider-Man. I was like way yeah. into. Yes. I Same. didn't give a fuck about any of the rest of Marvel Same. when yeah, I was a that, kid. That was, those were my jams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, it, like Spider-Man, like I like was like, we have to <laughs> drop everything and fucking see this. Like, yeah. 
even more than if they released a new Avengers movie this year. Like, oh yeah, this was like serious shit to me. I actually I'm going like, to preface this with the Spider-Man movies are better <clears throat> than the Transformer movies. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> wait. I, I the, because the Spider-Man movies have been <clears throat> my emotional picking them apart has been like how when the first Transformers movie came out and I was like, oh my god, Transformers! And I saw it, the live action one. And then once I sobered up, I was like, oh God, there's so much in that movie I hate. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that has happened with every single one of the Tom Holland Spider Man movies. There are parts of it that's really great, but the stuff I hate about them, I think it's just, just too big to, to look over. So I honestly wasn't jammed for this one. And now everybody's telling me how good it is. So I'm like, I will get around to seeing it. fixes my biggest complaint. Like that that Tony Stark was a poor uh, substitute for Uncle Ben. Well, Well, that's fixed. Um, The fact that these aren't, these haven't really, because this was my issue as well. Well, I don't know if it was your issue or not. My issue was the Tom Holland movies uh, weren't really Spider-Man movies. They no. were they were Peter Parker Jr. Avenger movies. Yeah, like, which I is mean, a very different thing. But this yeah, movie fixes yeah. that. Yeah, because right. you, you you get to hear the words said. Uh, it's the, it's. Uh, I don't want to get yeah. too far into it because Beth hasn't seen it yet, and there's yeah. there's some stuff in there that's really worth. Uh, yeah, I haven't hanging yeah. back and enjoying, and Oz hasn't seen it yet, yeah. so we'll. We'll move on and just say that that I, No Way Home is is fantastic yeah. and worth your time. It's, it's fantastic. I almost enjoyed it as much as Into the Spider Verse, which I think is still yeah, that's still okay. the best. That's, that's the gold standard right there. I mean, that's yeah, the best. I, I watched that like, last. I watched that last night, and I was like, okay, this is my favorite Spider-Man movie. Yes. but that's my second. No, yeah. Well, I I feel like Spider Verse is better because, like, we're like we're all familiar with and invested in like Tobey Maguire and Andrew <coughs> to a lesser extent, at least for me, Andrew Garfield is Spider-Man and the villains from those movies too. And like, unless you're like a huge Spider-Man nerd who's read all the comics, you're just not familiar with the whole cast of characters in, uh, into the Spider-Verse and like the fact that they win you over with that rogues gallery of lunatics means more to me than it, it's it's a it's a bigger accomplishment. The new movie made me cry more. I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, like, I I wished I had a hoodie on so I could like subtly <laughs> yeah stop the tears away quite a few times. It I was, still think it was rough. Spider-Man Man Two is a better movie. The second Raimi movie. Spider-Man uh, Two is one of my top five comic book movies. Period. Great movie. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a near perfect comic book movie. Yeah. This one probably. This one has a lot more. Of course, it's it's also movies being made in the early two thousands versus movies being made in yeah. twenty twenty one. And that's really yeah. all the Raimi ones have going against them is the style of the era. Well, yeah, except, yeah, for well three. except for three, three has a lot. Well, I don't. Against. I don't count three as a Raimi. <laughs> yeah. I don't count three as a Raimi. <laughs> didn't happen. We won't. Three is three is is a Sony movie. It's really it, was a, it was created it was a cesspool of garbage. It was created by a group of morons. Sam Raimi yeah. was just there because, like, okay, I guess I'll let you pay me a shit ton of money for another one because he didn't want to do anything up. involved with it. No. Um, and real quickly, I just want to 
throwback to my spirit animal, Beth. I am right there with you because where I am at with Marvel, I do not want to feel like I have to see a movie to understand what is going on in a movie of a totally different character for a movie that hasn't been made yet. Once, once, once we got done with Thanos, I was like, I, the movies I have enjoyed the most were when they were on their own and not connected to everything else. Once all of a sudden I had to, I was, if you don't stay through the credits, not I enjoy staying through the credits to see these mid, these scenes, it's you have to, or we're not really going to explain it in the next movie because we're just assuming you're going to watch that. It, it really started to suck the fun out for me. I completely like understand that sentiment. I don't share it at all, but I totally get where you're coming from. That is the reason why I stopped reading comic books, honestly. Yeah, no, (laughs) yeah, the crossovers were such a pain (laughs) in the ass. But same here, but like this is way easier and honestly fucking cheaper to manage. Yes. And like comics. Like yes, absolutely. It's it's, (laughs) even with even this year when it was Marvel Overload with like four movies and like four or five four TV, TV shows. Well, and five you've you got, what if you've got in yeah. general, you've got a better guarantee of quality as well, because with those yes. crossovers, they would often loop in a title that was lagging in sales oh, due to bad yeah. creative. And yeah. shit. like, think about the times you read like an X-Men crossover and you'd be like uncanny X-Men. All right. That part of it was great. Regular X Men, this was super, and then you get to X Factor that has some like shitty scab artist on it, and everybody <laughs> like all the character models look like fucking ass, and you're just like, why am I reading this? But I have to because I got to get back to the next part that's in Spider Man. Uh, yeah. I, I hate it. Not, not only guy. not only do you have to read it, you have to read like I love know, Strong Guy. You watch your mouth. six years, that, dude, that I'm was. right there with you because you said <laughs> X Factor, and I was like, oh. Well, I was talking. I'm actually thinking of a very specific. Uh, I think it was Inferno. Um, oh. And I and I'm, I might be wrong, but I believe it was Inferno where X Factor had just a terrible like series of fill in artists yeah. during that crossover. So you'd read like uncanny with wills Portacio or whoever it was yeah. mark silvestri whoever well, it was at the time and then you get to like fucking block figures almost like is is that blue thing supposed to be cyclops that's simonson was was going through like his experimental phase there i mean he's a you know walt simonson was, was walt simon then that's not the crossover was, i'm thinking was, of that he was the artist but when you look at his issues like rogue's hair he would draw as like this ginormous triangle thing. And you're like, yeah, if, if it was Walt Simonson, that's what? not what I'm thinking of. It, it might've been like extinction agenda. It, it was one oh, of the ones in that wow. era though, where you yeah. just, you get the X factor and you're like, what the fuck? Uh, well, and Christian, what was your first experience back out? Well, I live in Florida. So, oh. we were- <laughs> so you never uh, stopped. The, the, the uh, pandemic. Seriously. I'm happen, sitting there right? thinking like, <laughs> God, this this has been my problem when trying to think of 2021 is there was so much when I was going back and double checking and I was like, oh, wait, that was 2020. Crap, because we <laughs> didn't really. I mean, theaters, yes, did shut down, but I've been back in the theme parks since June of last year. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I've just. Yeah. So Look, I went I mean, to Joe Fest was before my, the movie theaters. 
So I got out for a convention before I even went out to a movie theater this year. Well, and I, I would have been out for that if I'd been off, but unfortunately I had to work. But this year, we'll be back at Joe Fest. Hopefully doing an audible interlude panel. We'll see. Uh, so we've, we've all gotten to get out. We've all gotten to do things. Uh, many of us went to Dragon Con and had an absolutely incredible time there. That was, you know, for me, that was one of the high points of the year for sure. Uh, what is there anything new that's sort of come into your life this year, uh, whether it's something older that you kind of discovered or something that came out this year? Uh, and then what brought this up for me is because we're still spending more time at home than we used to. Uh, I've been having to sort of dig into different catalogs of streaming stuff because I, I love the standards, 30 Rock, Parks and Recreation, The Office. Like I've been through all of those of, you know, since they've been on streaming a couple of times each. And I needed something different. And I found Modern Family. I'd never watched it before, never even seen a single episode. The most I had seen was like the last 20 second sting of the episode that starts before Raw. Like you go to watch Raw and there's like the last 20 seconds of the show. And uh, I absolutely love it. I'm I'm into the eighth season now and I'm kind of sad because I think there's only one more season after this. But there's so much stuff out there that has existed for a decade or more. They, we just don't have time for everything. And that, that was kind of my thing this year that I found. And I was like, this is great. I've never seen it before. It's like a fresh new thing to me, even though it's 10 years old. Did you guys sort of find anything like that? He, uh, uh, she had <laughs> never seen The Office, so we watched that twice all the way through. Oh, nice. So oh, I'm, wow. I'm new to uh, The Office fandom. Um, but yeah. So you recognize that Dwight is the baby face and Jim is the heel, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. If you look behind me, because Jim's a that. Jim's a piece of shit. It's true, but uh, yeah. I bought I bought action figures. I did that. Yes, yeah. That well, that started in 2020, but it's definitely yeah. escalated over the past year. Yeah. You can't uh, you can't see the top shelf. There's four uh, shelves. Beautiful of, of Black Series <laughs> figures. I love me, to see it. So. Oh, and, and we'll have more on that in a minute because that's another one of my bullet points that I, I know a couple of you here are going to have some thoughts about. What else new in your lives? Oz? You, um, you know what? I, well, you, one of the things you're talking about, like going back and looking at stuff that you that just didn't come out in 2021, but I had always heard that Winona Judd was pretty good. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever been more surprised. Here's I the thing about it. I don't, I don't. But wait, he's not saying her. Not Judd. Oh, yeah. oh Winona Earp? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> it's like you were like this, in the country. This took, it, this took a very unexpected turn. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've fucking done that. <laughs> I was like, we're going to talk about Winona Judd now. <laughs> This is happening, <laughs> which which will lead us to Ashley Judd and the lifelong crush I've had on her. But you know, I've always heard that Patsy Cline was pretty good. <laughs> a lot of this year. All right, fuck all you guys. So Winona Earp, <laughs> Winona Earp. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, you know what? It's 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 a fun. It's fun. It's not fantastic. It's kind of a monster of the week. 
but we don't need fantastic. We just need like I can put this on while I do things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it's 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 a fun show. Um, you know, the, um, there's a lesbian relationship, which you can't go wrong with. Um, there's a really cool gun. Um, it's 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 a it's a fun show. It's We're checking show. off it's Oz's not, boxes as we lesbians, go here. Lesbians guns. and guns. <laughs> and country music, apparently. Country music. Right? Go away, Betzel test. It's now the they Oz did check test. Some <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Is this scissoring important to the plot? <laughs> I mean, it matter. Wow. How is it not? Yeah, right? scissoring is important. <laughs> so, period. Winona Earp. Period. Good I, Judd, I discovered Battlestar Galactica from her. Oh, ah, the new one. Ooh. The newer, the original. Oh man, I loved it. The newer one, yeah. So did you get first? The did first you get all the way through it? We're, no, we're in, over halfway through it. Yeah. Okay, we can't talk about it anymore. Yeah, then. yeah. We'll, no, we'll get back to you when you when you finish it up. Ryan, are you still are you still watching Buffy? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah, yeah. Like we we will like at least like once or twice a week we'll watch like a couple episodes. Good nice. Deal. Well, because 2021 continued the path of successfully turning me into an even older man than I am, <laughs> uh, I discovered that on YouTube, the whoever oversees the estate, uh, Burr Tilstrom, has put up in chronological order the Kukla, Fran, and Ollie show starting from like 1949. So I get my ribbon really? candy. And my and my sarsaparilla, and I have been chronologically watching Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, uh, which is amazing to me. It's a masterclass in improv. After finding out that they worked off no script, everything was completely oh, yeah. off the cuff. So it's like 1950s. It's always sunny in Phil- Philadelphia without them being jerks. Oh, well, that's wow. that's the selling part of Always Sunny, though. Very true. But just watching the interactions, um, I, it's amazing. I would appreciate a little elaboration on what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I what? don't know either. I've never oh. heard of that. What? Google I mean, it's no, it's no surprise that Oz is familiar with this show from the 40s. <laughs> well, Oz, grew, Oz grew up with the train coming out the camera. Oh, I remember. You know, and everyone was scared. I Ooh. played with, with a hoop and a stick. Listen to the little orphan Annie, like, radio show. <laughs> you see the rocket they ship that, right in the moon's eye. <laughs> Kukla, Fran, and Ollie was a puppet show that Ooh. started in Chicago, um, and it was the first nationally syndicated TV show when oh, wow. NBC put, picked it up to broadcast it. It was so, I've learned it was so massive at the time, like huge celebrities um, were were fans of this show, and um, Kukla was this little clown-looking puppet and Ollie was a dragon, and then they had their the human Fran. Um, but I mean, and they're they're Whoa. old school puppets, not like Muppets, right? Yeah, like, I'm lo- like I'm looking this, at this right now. Now is this title this the what inspired the title Syphil and Ollie? Maybe I've, I've oh been wondering gosh. the same thing. Yeah, but like there is an episode where the Kukla puppet 
and the stagehand puppet are making lemonade. And so using these finger puppets, like he, I don't know, it's the most, you just become hypnotized by it because he was so talented. Like he actually has the knife and is cutting a lemon and juicing a lemon and measuring sugar. And you're like, how is all this happening when he, he's just using his pinky and his thumb? It's amazing. No script entirely ad-libbed. Yes. The only, the only thing that would be planned is if they sang a song, the song would obviously be rehearsed. And then the other part that I think is a masterclass in advertising is they would have these sponsors, um, which was like RCA Victor. They had seal test ice cream and Ford. And they, the way that they could go into these product placement speeches, but yet just make it as part of the show is stuff. I think YouTubers should learn. So Kukla is the Greek word for doll. That's where that name comes from. This is wild. I'm going to have to check this out. I'm going to have to ask Bo Brown about his knowledge of this. I'm sure he's aware. If, if, oh, I would imagine he's got to be. And it continued on, like it ended, I think, in like the 60s. um, And then they came back in the 70s on PBS. um, And one of the last things they did uh, was a television special called Tis the Season to be Ollie. And the, 70s glam rock version of jingle bells that they do with the puppets dressed up like i mean they're using like pure xanadu kiss video camera angles and fog and synthesizers and you're just like this this is art that should not be forgotten yeah, I mean, this looks incredible. I'm excited about it. And it's worth noting that it originated in Chicago, uh, which is the home of of many, many weird things like the Beanie Baby obsession, which I learned last night, and CM Punk. <laughs> well, and, and Waylon Flowers got his start, apparently, working with them as well. Okay. So there's your little Atlanta connection. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Wow, that's wild. So, yeah, that is Kukla, Fran, and Ollie for the listeners who uh, should absolutely go check that out. That's wild. Wow. Weird, wild stuff. Yeah, indeed. (laughs) I don't even know what we were talking about before. New things in our lives. One one thing that's that we really got into this year, uh, because we try to kind of like not just sit around and watch TV. so we fail at that because that's what we do. We did a lot. Of that. <laughs> um, that's we okay. Started, we started playing some games. We found some board games that we really liked, um, and we found the Unstable Unicorns game, which actually came out in like 2020 ish. That is that um, is a fun one. We discovered it this year. Absolutely awesome card game that you can play. Uh, you know, most games are not that fun with two people. Yeah, yeah. Trying to right. find a board game that you don't need to like go to a party to play, you know, um, it, it was a big deal. So we found Unstable Unicorns um, and had like 
hours of fun with that because it's one of those games that the whole point is to fuck over your opponent to keep them from winning like the way you win is by keeping your opponent from winning right and we, we are usually yelling at each other by the end of it it's hilarious makes for a healthy it, marriage you know yeah right and it's really fun like if you do have a, a group of people it's really fun but it's also really fun with two people. So that was one thing that we spent and we went and bought like all the expand. And there's a ton. We have like a huge master deck of these cards now that we've kind of like pulled out the ones we don't like and, you know, designed it. And, and we have a blast with it. So if you want to uh, play a card game that is actually fun with two people, Unstable Unicorns is amazing. And uh, the Horrified board game really fun too and you can also play i bought that. that this year i love that game yeah i got to play that earlier this year and it was it was awesome we went out and bought one for ourselves after mr bo brown brought it over and uh have not gotten back to it i'll, I'll just say because we, it it's a little intimidating one. to it's actually not that hard it's like, not no it's but not. like thinking back to how involved it was to get started Every time we've been like, hey, we'd like to play that. I think about like all of the explanation that was done. And I'm like, <laughs> well, come over I, I don't have it. time to mind that. And see, well, we that, play getting it. more we people makes a new it one. Actually, we just got they released a new one and it's it's a, got Mothman and Bigfoot. It's all about cryptids. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's I, I want my universal monsters. Yeah, well, you got to mix it up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Brian, those are really fun. Ryan's here so for Mothman and unicorns. Ryan's here for Bigfoot, which is, by the way, real. Yes, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I approve. Uh, all right. So I want to go back uh, real quick to, Arian, you mentioned uh, your descent into action figure madness. And I know there are a number of us here who can speak on this. I am sick to fucking death of pre-orders. I'm yeah. over it. I'm over yeah, like, I, my Costco, my the, Costco available now, so and then you look, and it's like September to November of 2022, and I'm and like, that doesn't it. available now. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm over it, and and I or, got so excited, and you forget what you've already. Yeah, what was that, Noel? That you forget what you've already bought because well, I've... I keep a list. <laughs> I have. I'm not even kidding. I have well, in my like... phone. Uh, I've got a Google note of everything that I've got on pre-order. Fortunately, um, Big Bad Toy Store keeps it track of it. Yeah, it's very me. easy to go check out what you've uh, got. But, but like my fucking Coscarees figure has been like I pre-ordered it like whenever like it first went up. It was supposed to ship in October. Here we are, four days until 2022, and uh, still, still no. Fucking well, Amazon, Amazon's had it in stock several times and actually i got it for 1999 the other day um that's kind of what i was gonna say is i had a couple things that i have like pre-ordered because it said ships you know like there was something for ryan's birthday that i pre-ordered um because it's like i pre-ordered it because it said it like shipped in march right so i right right like early march ryan's birthday being in april and so I'm like, oh, well, it should ship soon, right? That motherfucker never came. 
I don't think it's come yet. Well, and that's, you know, that's a problem with distribution, with shipping, with the the cargo containers that are lined up in the ports waiting to be unloaded because horrible. not enough people yeah. want jobs unloading fucking toys from cargo ships or whatever. Uh, well, and that's, actually, that's part of the problem as well. Strange, Strangely, that situation improved once uh, the big government uh it's not better it's not fully one yeah it hasn't improved yet i don't know what no, you're talking about it's, it is improved in that the pace of it picked up once government started finding them like a hundred dollars per day after a certain amount of time there 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 might have been some uh create some artificial scarcity uh situations going on well when, when we talked about it uh Back in July, I think it was on Audible Interlude, there were 27 ships uh, in the Pacific Ocean waiting. And the other day, when I checked back in, there were 32. Yeah, but there, so your your definition of improvement may be different from mine. It's it's not the same 27. Right? <laughs> There's more, so it's better. We'll just leave it at. Job. There was there was a brief period where the number got down into the teens. Yes. But it seems like that lasted about a month. And then, oh, wait, no, we need to charge $5 for a can of corn again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that, and that sucks, too. Um, but, well, you know, we are getting stuff is making it through. But the whole pre-order situation, that's part of the issue. And there were a number of things that I had ordered for Christmas uh, that did not make it here by Christmas Eve. And I went in and cancel, 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 cancel. Fuck you. Don't care. <laughs> I mean, that, that's I'm over it. And that's today. Mezco. Well, OK, so last week, Super 7 put up a pre-order for that G.I. Joe sled with the the dogs. Awesome. Oh, yeah. In stock. Surprise. Not a pre-order. Out of, right. Out of nowhere. And it came in like two days. I got the review up on the Needless Things YouTube channel uh, and. It was great. And then today, Mezco put up an order for a 112 collective. Did you see this, Ryan? The Silent Hill pyramid thing? No. They're oh. doing a 112 figure of that. Oh, my God. That comes out, is estimated to release September to November of 2022. They need to do a figure. You know what? Yeah. Fuck it. I don't even, I don't even care. Yeah. I don't want it. If, if they had put that up and it was available, I would have bought it today. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But now I just I just don't give a shit. So with I, me, I actually got a set a nice surprise. I ordered my Dave Filoni figure, and yes. that wasn't because Travel. I won't give Hasbro extra money. Um, that wasn't going to arrive till March. But then three weeks ago, bum, bum, bum. hey, look at that! Whoa, in the house. Trapper Wolf is here. Watch Beth with me. an action figure. What I a know. slippery slope! Because you know there's a. Uh, I got started with one Ahsoka Tano figure. I, I might have now. already bought an Ahsoka Tano to was, go with. <laughs> that's what happens. Uh, that was yeah, me, yeah, me yeah, and the yeah. classified figures was one or two. But I have kind of it's not a it's not a pre-order problem. It's a I will have had one or two beverages <laughs> at two or three in the morning and I'm browsing eBay. <laughs> and three to four months later. Something that I completely forgot that I bought shows up, <laughs> like this masterpiece Ironhide. That looks great, though. Which is amazing, and I have I'm I'm so glad that I had that extra glass of like gin and ginger yeah. that one night because like this arrived and I was like, 
what in the, I didn't order. Oh God, this was like <laughs> May. I ordered this and it showed up in November. See, yeah. that's, that's why I only allow myself to use the wish app when I'm drinking, because if I order something, it's only a dollar. Beth's got drinking. so many tiny shirts. When I'm drinking, there's no allowing myself to do anything. There's no rules. Yeah. Like when I'm drinking, yeah. I do what I fucking want. <laughs> Ryan is gone. I we need to get we need to all pitch in and get Ryan a shirt that says when I'm drinking, I do what I fucking want. Well, like <laughs> Hell yeah. when I was Dr. in my twenties, takes over and we're all screwed. Yeah. Just when I was in my twenties, I didn't have a problem with waking up and like regretting some like you know, uh, waking up in the bed with an ugly girl or something. I woke up with a pile of toys that I'd gotten at Walmart at two or three in the morning and <laughs> trying to yeah. figure out, okay. Which one of these did I not open in a drunken stupor last night? Which can I get back to the can store? I, take back, I, yeah. I don't need this Marvel lizard figure. <laughs> and how great was that, though? When, when, uh, and, and I, I fucking hate Walmart, but I used to love that like one or 2 a.m. Walmart toy run. Oh, yeah. You just go in, you see, because typically that's when they're putting <laughs> stock out. Shutting yeah. down the O'Charlies on Pleasant Hill and then wandering to the, yes. the Walmart behind it. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Those good times. Yeah. Walmart's just not as magical during the day. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, don't uh, so, I don't even think any of them are open 24 hours now. No, not, not not right now. I mean, that ended with the pandemic. They yeah. all close like 10 or 11 now, like uh, which has really hamstrung yeah. me. Because I used to stop at Walmart on the way into work in the morning. So I would be in there at like 4.30, like I said, when they've just put out stock. And I was able to get so much of what I wanted then. And now I can't do that anymore. And that's that's been a big issue for me. You know, much, much bigger issue than all of the people that have fucking died from the COVID. Well, as long <laughs> as you have your priorities, priorities. straight. <laughs> right. what, were you, what were you saying, Ryan? Oh, I'm just saying. Uh, COVID be damned. I'm, I, I don't think Walmart's going to open back up, and I'm pretty pissed about it. Yeah, I, I think like, you're right. Like grocery stores too. Like because I would go. I used to Kroger. Go, what are you buying food at two a.m.? Yeah, no, I go to I go to fucking Kroger <laughs> to grocery shop when there's no other fucking human beings there. Yeah, that's what that's I used to do too. Because I hate people that much. You I, don't I, understand. I'm right there with you. Like no, that's you, true. wait, wait. You, let, let me. Uh, I'm pretty sure you've just added yourself as not being the person who grocery shops for your household. Uh, it's it's Mrs. Troublemaker, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you don't understand the pain. I mean, I have grocery shopped in my life, Mr. Gulick. I'm just saying. I have not been married since I was a baby. It's See, fucking babe, awful. The way the rest of us get food is that we have to go to a store and we have to collect it all and purchase it. No, no, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> food magically appears in the in the cupboard. What are you talking about? I put it in a cart. I go to the and cupboard and the Vienna sausages are there. What do you? What do you? They don't. That doesn't happen in your house. No, it does for me. Tragic. First of all, nobody says cupboard in my house. <laughs> you don't have a cupboard. Where do you keep food? Here's an Indian cabinet. Here's a pantry. He's the indigenous peoples. Thank you very much. Cabinets. Indigenous peoples in the cupboard. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we should probably move on at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The next note. The next note I have, and I can't remember who who vomited this into our insane chat. 
uh, big boobied vampire mommies in the video yes. games they started. Yes. Goddamn game of the year. But you know who didn't vomit it into the chat? <laughs> Me. It's true. Because <laughs> Nicole was only added to the chat today. Because Nicole Two hours Look, ago. we're not here to rehash old business, even though that's completely what this whole episode is about. Moving on, moving on. I, I, I publicly, in front of all the listeners and everyone, I offer my sincerest apologies. I don't know how that slipped by me. Uh, that that was then for the listeners. Here's what happened: is like a month ago or whatever it was. I went to the various needless things chats. Because we mostly compute uh, communicate uh, via Facebook Messenger, uh, which I just realized is why our head of research Ryan Schweck isn't here tonight because he doesn't use Facebook Messenger, and I just realized I left him out of this. Wait, so I yes, apologize, huh? Yeah, he does. Well, not with me. Fa- he does. I have two Facebook chats going with him. Oh my gosh! Well, now I don't feel bad. Uh, so. I've sent messages to the various groups. I was like, hey, who wants in on the year-end episode? And as I got replies, I added everyone to another chat just for this, because this may shock some people. Sometimes it's a little hard for us to stay on topic. I don't understand what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) So, especially with Oz. So, we had a completely separate 2021 wrap-up. Oz has been remarkably well-behaved tonight. He has. I'm, I'm almost disappointed, but we've gotten enough Oz giggles drink more. for it to be worthwhile. Uh, and somehow, when at whatever point Nicole said, I'm in, I didn't add her to the new chat. So earlier today, Ryan was like, uh, hey, dude, are you like mad at Nicole or something? And I was like, no, why? And he's like, because um, you, you didn't invite her to the year-end thing and she's like super sad she's crying outside in the woodshed I and i was like what i was like dude go out to the woodshed and tell her i am so sorry that it's my fault and you were like i don't know she's super upset man and i was like all right fine i'll come over there so i got in my car i drove over to the cadavers and i went out to their woodshed and it's i was like good. nicole nicole i'm sorry look i've brought you some brandy and uh, an apple turnover cheesecake, and I want you on the episode tonight. Please don't be mad. This is my I fault. I was sobbing. I, mean, I was sobbing. I made him beg me to come on. And I did. I got down on my hands and my okay. knees, and I said, please, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to disrespect you. This is my fault. I'm an idiot. I'm a bad person. Please come on the episode. And Ryan was like, all right, dude, that's a little much. Let's yeah, tone it down. down. Yeah, dial, dial it back a little, dude. Come and on. then, and then she she came out of their their shed and had carved. By the way, uh, done some scrimshaw while she was in there. A beautiful beluga whale. Uh, she was she was of, actually writing Oz a letter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was whittling wood. She scrimshawed yeah. Oz a letter. Uh, it should be arriving any minute now via Oz's carrier pigeon fleet. <laughs> anyway. So we're all here now. So who let's I know you I look, I have not played the game yet. I haven't I've okay. I haven't really felt like playing video games for a few months. I don't know why. Really? I just yeah, I, I don't it I nothing has grabbed me. I'll go, I'll hang out with Phantom Jr. and like watch him play stuff. I bought cool a lot of video games this year and I've mostly just continued to play Diablo. Well, you know what I think That's killed me is Red Red Dead was so fucking good. It was. Everything I've tried to play since then, I just 
can't get into it. Not even Red Dead Two. Well, no, that's why. I mean, that's what I'm talking. Yeah. About. Oh. Red Dead Redemption Two. You know what's you know what's wild is you're like the third person I've talked to this year that has said the same thing to me. Like my buddy Jamie uh, from Dino A Five. Yeah, yeah. He said the exact same thing to me the other night. He was like, "After Red Dead Redemption Two, all games suck." I, I and, and I'm not normally that guy. Usually, I can find like an end to to get into something, but man, I just I, I don't want to play anything else, and then I don't want to go back and play that because spoiler alert. Once Arthur dies, fuck that game. That's yeah, that's basically the end. So like yeah, I just haven't nothing has grabbed me enough to really want to play it. Did you play um, Miles Morales? No, and I've I watched Phantom Jr. play it a bunch, and I do want to play it, but it's just getting up the motivation to sit down and start a new thing. I've just there's always something else, and I'm like, well, I'll do this. I don't want to sit down here for two hours and play a game or whatever but you guys have gotten eight is worth your attention and i believe you tell me about the big boobied vampire mommy to keep Uh, finding reasons to not leave the house i've actually played more video games and i wasn't gonna play (laughs) this game because seven was very scary but eight got me and arian appreciates um big titty mommy more even more than i do so i will let him take it away uh she uh Deservedly, uh, the the voice actress that uh, portrayed her deservedly won an award for her work at the Game Awards this year. So who can argue with an award-winning performance? Uh, also, she's a nine-foot-tall, uh, you know, semi-immortal vampire woman with big boobies. So what, what more do you want out of life? Uh, I mean, or undeath, whatever. Voluptuous curvy just she's my dream woman right? i mean like big old boobies big old butt just mm. and like and she's a good mother yes sort of she's yeah. very sort good of mother. if if you ignore she, the fact that she killed those girls yeah but she yeah, loves you know, them she loves yeah. them they're made and of flies fire, she picks you up and grabs you by the throat which isn't necessarily a bad thing now if you're into that does she do it with her boobies yes Nice. I miss that part of the game. They're part of it. Well, when she picks you up by like this, you can look down into her boobies. That's where she does it. It's it's, it's into the crevasse. Yes. Yes. Into infinity. It's pretty great. And beyond. But like legitimately, it's an amazing game. Like it's it's such a like heightened version of Resident Evil 4. Uh, it's got like all the things I loved about Resident Evil Four, but it's like just this like the the second area that you go to is like the the dollhouse. Oh, fuck oh that. god, fuck yeah, that. that's so terrifying. that's the fucking no, creepy. That's the, that's the, the creepiest thing in the entire mm-hmm. series of games. Like, I was screaming, like literally, yeah, like, like that is screaming. The creepiest like, fucking I mean, shit. it was the only part of the game that was scary, and honestly, even though it was scary. It wasn't long enough. You know, yeah. the. That's uh, what she said. Ugh. That is what the vamp like. She's <laughs> the vampire like, mommy oh. got all the press, but the Bene- Beneviento house was the best part of that game. Even yeah, the giant was... disturbing fetus monster. Yeah, I agree. It was, it was amazing. Terrifying. It was so scary. As you watch it fucking eat you. <laughs> uh, and not in the good way, in the yeah. bad way. I, I, like, I had to see, like, it never actually caught me in the game. 
had oh, to it see got it. us. Oh, no. I, did, it, I, I, I got caught because I was frozen in terror. I just <laughs> froze up. I was just like, what? I don't, what is that? And the then I realized like, what it was and it was like coming. into his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, I saw it, like, coming down the hall at me, and then I, like, I fucking noped out. I was like, turn around, run away. My brain noped out, so I couldn't run away. <laughs> I had a, uh, like, a moment where I saw it coming, and I'm like, ah, and I'm, like, running, and I ran, like, the wrong direction. <laughs> and so I had to try to double back, and at that point, I got eaten by the giant baby. And the whole time I'm just like, oh God, no. We we played through Resident Evil like old school style where it was like if you die, then I play. And if yeah, you yeah. Die, play. And nice, that's how we played nice. through the whole game. It was fun. It was fun as fuck. Yeah. So what other video game experience Christian? Is there anything that you did you ever did, Christian and Noel, did you guys ever end up playing the G.I. Joe game at all? Yeah. Operation Blackout? Yeah, we no, got it. Never to get it. I did enjoy it. It's fun. It's not, you know, it's not complex. It's not a life changer, yeah. but it's a fun game to walk around and shoot shit. No, I have a stack of games that I have that I still just haven't started. So I and moved there, my Switch the, downstairs when my mother-in-law moved in and just haven't hooked it back up yet. So just haven't gotten around to doing it. But there's a there's a stack of games that I actually have, too, that I want to get around playing. That's one that I didn't get by, but it was on my list. I will say that that this year at work, um, they we at work in our break room, we had a PS5 hooked up um, and the owners this year. Your work is very different from my work. (laughs) Yes. Well, they built an actual arcade body to put the TV and the PS5 in. That's amazing. So uh, before usually about 615. When we're winding down for the day, there's a group of us. We go in and we power through some Mortal Kombat. Mm. And and so that's been like 2021 for me. Like, you know, the workday has come to a close when you're pulling some fatalities. (laughs) So I've got two video games. Um, Back for Blood, which was basically uh, like a new... Left for Dead, um, amazing. But the the reason that that game is awesome is it's crossplay. Yeah. So we have an Xbox and a PlayStation. So me and Nicole can like play on two TVs. Oh. Is that where yeah. you dress up as a lady and she dresses up as a dude? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. A lot of, you want to. A lot of That's where I went to. <laughs> I get the shotgun. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So I played on. Xbox. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, that's fine. We encourage that sort of thing. But we have, yeah, no, you know, we have the mega TV set up in our living room. So we have like our main TV that's like, you know, mounted and shit. And then right. we have, that's what she TV said. Because, because we, we just don't care anymore. So we're like, fuck it. Nobody comes over. Why should we even care? So then we have the Xbox on another TV. So we will game in, you know, the same room and we'll, play cross-platform games and that one um it's so fun to play like with each other just like the old left for dead you know when you just go out and fucking kill zombies and, and it's really good really fucking hard um you know as compared because like as somebody who played a lot of left for dead like back for blood's really hard but it's a really good game they've added a lot of new things to it um that i think kind of makes it a little bit you know it just makes it a little more fun, more interesting. 
than just waves of zombies. Yeah, I think I think Left for Dead couldn't really keep my attention. Yeah, I think that was my issue with it. I couldn't remember because Ryan was asking me about it and I couldn't remember why I didn't really get into it. But I think that was it is there wasn't nothing engaged me enough really to keep me going. Yeah. Back for Blood added like a progression thing where you can uh, kind of advance your character in certain ways and you can get like you know, different clothes and accessories. and like, That's all I need. All I need is good. different colors of backpacks and yeah. I will go all the way through the game. I need a reward. Like, I need some sort of a thing that tells That's me. That's why you love Jedi Outcast. So yeah, much. you've played this. And I didn't, but I played through the whole fucking game, game, even though, like, the enticement sucked. Ooh, yeah. a new poncho. Right. And then the, my second game of the year, and if anybody else likes to play co-op games, it's called It Takes Two. It is a game that is only. Oh my gosh! Is it Rob Base? <laughs> it's actually and DJ Easy Rob. This game it came won, to get down. It won. It won game of the year at least at one it of the. Did it? Uh, same thing. Uh, where Big Titty Vampire Lady won her award. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. It's a it's a co-op only game. I highly suggest it to anyone, but you have to play it with an actual person. But it's fucking. Nope. The that's, whole- what, that's Beth and I are on the same wavelength. Anything that involves another person, I just I can't do. See, I want good he co-op games. Yeah, is it, is was it like the- split screen or how does it how does the co-op work? No, no, no. It's it's completely dynamic since it's based around co-op. It's constantly changing. Sometimes it's like over the top, like Diablo, and sometimes it's a first-person shooter. And oh, nice! It, it yeah. changes throughout the whole game. And the whole oh, that's game. great because that's one of, my, one of my biggest problems with the later Lego games is because of the way the co-op works. They do like the dynamic split yeah. screen, and it's just fucking annoying. Yeah. It's nothing like that. It's actually like all on one screen. But like it's meant for two people, so the entire time you're playing it, it keeps changing. Like, it, oh, that's yeah. great! I'm gonna. I'm texting you have Phantom to have Jr. a committed right now. person because yeah. yeah. there was a game that came out a couple of years ago. Um, no way out, a same way career. out. Same guy. Same so guy that game is so good, but the buddy the I was playing it with ended up selling all of his gaming stuff, and so I was never able to beat it. And like you said, yeah. you can't go back and replay it. And it recognizes who you play with. So yeah. if I was to start with another person, we had to start all the way at the beginning. And yeah. I was yeah. like, fuck this noise. It's an experience <laughs> to play with like your gaming partner. You know what I mean? Like, and actually it takes two. The story is about a, a married couple that has grown apart and their daughter gets really upset and accidentally. So, like, oh, everybody. It's not on Switch. <laughs> like, cast the she like accidentally like turns them into dolls and then they have to go through all these adventures to get back to like being human again so it's about a married couple like refinding each other um so like you can totally play it like as friends or whatever but like if you play it like you know a couple plays it together it's a really kind of cool experience so i absolutely recommend it it is it was one of the most fun times that we've had like playing it. We love to game together. So it was what was that what was that game where you have like a moving company and you have to cooperate? 
Oh Mo- shit! Moving, moving out, out, moving out, moving that out. That game is a good way to get divorced, but it's also awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was a lot of fun, though. We we played thing. that early in the year, and we had a lot of fun with that. I, I think Cuphead yeah. almost led to Rebecca and I's divorce because Cuphead is insanity. I can't yeah, even I deal with that. Harder co-op, I think, than it is if you play it. I, I think you're right. I think I you're love, right. I love Cuphead so much, but it is like dick punchingly hard. Did you I actually would, beat? Yeah. Uh, did you beat Cuphead? Yeah. But really? I I hate myself wow. and I love shooters. So <laughs> I play I play I got shooters. beaten by Cuphead, <laughs> and I just tapped out. Little known fact: can't believe that there is a game based around moving. Like if you told me there was a game based around moving, I would have been like, "What?" Dude, there's <laughs> like nineties. There's a new one. Did you get this from? It's, you have to throw That's not, that's not even like work. a moving truck. Have you guys like, not had, had there's a, enough time that sounds horrible. to realize there was nothing fun about it? So I got a I got an Oculus Quest this year, like a VR headset. Me too. Uh, and there's actually a game on that called Job Simulator. <laughs> I didn't buy it because I hate my own job enough. I don't need to simulate another one. Uh, yeah, but it's something. Well, should- and you know what? That's to go back to what we opened with. That's one of the things I found interesting about the new Matrix is the point that humans like migrate towards suffering. Yeah. Oh, well, that's like, and I think if, there's some truth. If you've ever, if you've ever read up on Buddhism, you'll know that's a truism. One of my favorite video games of all time is one called Tokyo Bus Guide that came out for the Dreamcast like 20 <laughs> something years ago, where the <laughs> object is to drive a bus and obey the rules of traffic. <laughs> and I, I played that game for hundreds of hours, <laughs> which is good, but still not as good as semen. <laughs> well, nothing will ever be as good as Seaman. Seaman, yeah. Seaman. Sea I do love Seaman. 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 All right. Uh, so the, there were some. some oh, uh, the point I was going to make is for for me personally, I think part of the re- part of the sort of block to me starting a new video game is the video games are so much more complicated to start now. Like we've just talked about quite a few games that are pick up and play games. But so many of the games that I want to play, like it's I have to be able to devote like an hour just to starting the game before I really get to play it at all. Uh, And then there's a learning curve for everything like and that that to me, I think, is what is my personal like kind of block to to getting into new games. I'm like, I don't want to fucking learn. It's the same reason I don't quit my job. I don't want to learn a whole new thing. I don't have time for that. I'm old yeah, and tired. Dude. Believe me, I, I I sympathize with that uh, that outlook on uh, employment. Yeah, it, it's the, like that's literally the only it's reason no I fun. don't have a, a different job. I get job. it though. I mean, I've restarted uh, Skyrim like ten times because I keep forgetting where the hell I am and what I'm supposed to be doing. I've done that with Jedi Outcast three times. Not, not Jedi Outcast. I mean, uh. Fallen Order. I like, couldn't tell uh, if that was Mean Gene or J. Jonah Jameson. It is J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> oh, I, I thought he, it was Mean Gene. <laughs> he wants pictures of Spider-Man, damn it. Well, sorry, buddy. Uh, I, I, all right. say, I say you should get a quest because those games download quick and there's like hard. You don't have to do shit. You just fucking play them. But that, yeah. that's like a lot of money, right? 
Look, moving oh. defeats the purpose like, why it's I like play a video games. It's two ninety nine. Like there are some games three hundred dollars. But that's I mean, yeah, but like that's a console. Again, says the guy that bought Snake Mountain at secondary yeah, market. Prices. But I get enjoyment out of Snake Mountain every I single day. Out of the, yeah. All right. Well, maybe. We'll see. I we, you, you do people get used I want a Nintendo that do people $40. get used Oculuses? I mean, I guess they do because we sold the if if you remember, Arian, I'm sure you do the Virtual Boy. Uh, that <laughs> it burned that, your eyes when I worked at Video Game Exchange. We we got literally every Virtual Boy we sold came got traded back in because it was such a piece of shit. It sucked. <laughs> Yeah. And people would buy the used right. one and then bring it back. Like that, Quest that is, console was hilarious. Quest, Quest is, is a lot better. better. Well, okay, thanks, guys. I I needed that clarification. Let, no, I let, was just I was just bar. thinking about the idea of getting a used console that somebody else had put on their face. Yeah, it's not good. Gross. Swab. You you can and give it a swab. Like I did. Well, get, like, yeah, uh, I wouldn't buy a used one. I did regardless. get a secondary market like a face cover thing that goes over. Like, oh, Noel is putting something on his face. He looks like <laughs> Dean Cameron from Snow School. Yeah. <laughs> no, Noel is VR. Uh, John Wick is. Are VR we Jesus. are we in VR now? To you, Noel, am I touching your nose right now? Wow. So Noel has is that an Oculus? What is that? No, it's just a it's a little thing you slip your phone into. It was like <laughs> it was like ten dollars it, it was at ten it was like ten dollars at uh Bed Bath and Beyond. So I was like, all right, it's, I'm gonna buy this. Well that's and like I, the same thing as an Oculus, right? That was, that was completely the same. Well, Bed that Bath was, and Beyond uh, is known for their high-end consoles. That's the beyond part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not it's for the totally better. <laughs> all right. Um so any last video game thoughts, anything people should be aware of? Uh, mine is, uh, so Nicole, my beautiful wife, got me uh, uh, Oculus Quest 2 for Christmas. And the first thing I downloaded for it was uh, Resident Evil 4. Ooh, and it how is, is that? It's the full game, the entire game in VR. And it's so badass. Like, I just ended up beating the giant giant guy, Gargantos or whatever. El Gigante. Yes, that's I wasn't even close. El Gigante, the, the WCW yeah. wrestler he who died, come out and home Hulk Hogan. No, yes. that was the Yet guy. That was a different guy. Oh, that was a different guy. I thought that was the same. Yeah, that was Ron Reese. Oh, the, oh, El Gigante was was Giant Gonzalez in WWE. Okay, <laughs> playing poor, playing Resident Evil Four in VR is like the shit. Like it's so awesome. I'm loving it, and it's actually easier. Because you can aim so perfectly and you can just shoot people right in the fucking face. Well, here's here's my other barrier with any kind of like Oculus VR Bed Bath and Beyond helmet. Uh is at some point I know myself I'm going to have to buy a PlayStation 5 for Suicide Squad and for God of War. Yeah. And I don't know when that's happening. So I have to be ready for that whenever that is going to happen. Because Phantom Jr. has a PS5, but I, I would need my own for in, that. In, in theory, God of War is coming out next year. I would not be surprised if it slipped till 2023. Oh, shit. What about Suicide Squad? Uh, that's next year. That's that's next year. year and I, I, but is that in theory next year? Or no, is it, that? It, it, 
I am, I am more confident. I am more confident that Suicide Squad will come out next year than I am God of War. Although I've got to say, after seeing that gameplay trailer, I'm I'm slightly less interested in Suicide Squad because it looks. It it look. I want the next Arkham game. I don't want the next. Like that's that's not what this game's going. I know. And that's disappointing to me. I don't want uh, what is it, Republic Commando, where you like control a squad or whatever. Yeah, that's, I, that's I'm not. I'm not into that. This is gonna be. I'm not into that. So maybe I should I, just. Get, I think it looks fucking awesome. Maybe I maybe I should just get an ocular helmet. You could get both. And just <sighs> sell do you stuff. understand how many fucking toys are coming out next year? It's true. It's okay with the delay. They're not coming out to 2020. That's really. That's a good point. So, that's a very good yeah, point. Got some All your pre-orders are going to just be fucking sitting there languishing until 2023. That's so. that's very true. Uh, all right, we got to move on to TV, which I don't know if TV is even an applicable term anymore because we're going to be talking probably mostly about streaming stuff. And uh, I, I know as unthinkable as it is. There are some here tonight who are not huge fans of the character of Hawkeye. Uh, we, I was, personally, I, I was, love Alan Alda, so I, I was I was a big fan. Oh, jeez! You know no, what the ma- you know no. what the, do you know what the Mash theme song meant to me when I was young? It meant it was time to change the channel. Yeah, <laughs> trash. Oh, <laughs> so Mash. You don't like Mash? Oh, no. we got to get divorced no. then. Ooh. I would rather see the train. I love match. I love match. Well, you were there. (laughs) (laughs) I was there. You're right. Oz was in the Korean War. No, you're right. (laughs) That's where you got his nickname of Oz. On the sliding scale of Marvel Wars. It was World War II. It was Korean War. (laughs) Right, right. It's just, yeah. Yeah, it just keeps moving up. Uh, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed Hawkeye to the point where I could see myself watching it like every Christmas uh, because it's six episodes. It's great. Yep. One of the things that we were talking about, because we we with the Marvel stuff and the Star Wars stuff, we sit down, we watch it as a family. And we make a point of everybody being available so we can sit down and watch the new episode together, which real quick. Do you guys prefer everything getting dropped at once? Yeah. Yes. Or weekly drops all at no i want instant gratification thank you i want i want to see the next episode when i want to watch the next episode i prefer weekly because it gives you it gives you time to think about what you just watched to enjoy anticipation of the next episode to to build up like what's going to happen to talk about it with people as opposed to sitting down watching eight episodes of something and not even remembering what happened in the second, third episode. I, I will say that I, that sounds I like, like socialism. No, <laughs> <laughs> well, Arian would know. Yeah. I will say that I do enjoy, generally speaking, I enjoy the, the week to week releasing of stuff better, but I will say that, uh, it does lend itself, and we saw this with several of the other Marvel series this year, people kind of working themselves into a frenzy with speculation and, like, building up unrealistic expectations. And you're, you're right oh, about like that. Like, it's going to be Mephisto! 
Like it's it's not gonna be Mephisto. Everything <laughs> is Mephisto. They're like the new Spider-Man movie, Mephisto, Loki, Mephisto. So and, like and, and I, I think that if you dump everything at once, people don't work themselves into like uh th- there's no like PC way to say this. Uh people don't work themselves into a mentally challenged state. Uh <laughs> Like that's up, like speculating what could happen. That's a viewer problem, though. That's not yeah, the, but the like, problem of the people who provide the content. Yeah, but like uh, it's you know. it's not it's not Netflix's fault. People are stupid. I mean, it probably is, but <laughs> I mean, it, but it, you know it, what it, I mean. Use use Netflix as your example. Um, I, I know this was not twenty twenty one, but for some of their series. Let's use BoJack. The final season of BoJack Horseman, you got the first six episodes, and then there was like a six month gap, and oh, then that's you got the, the rest. The worst. So, but yeah, they, but the, the way boys did that. Those the way those episodes are connected, it's really meant to be watched back to back to back. It would not have that same impact if you were waiting week to week. I loved WandaVision. The people I work with. They hated it, and they didn't make it past episode three. Yeah, and I, I, I keep, te- it, I keep like, telling I love them now, I love go back and watch them back to back to back, because I feel like those episodes were meant to be just one right after another, so yeah. you can see what they're doing, versus having a week of going, well, it's not like the movies, I don't really get it. Because these are people that don't read the comics that have yeah. no basis really around point. anything. Yeah. So Especially with WandaVision if, being a slow burn like it was. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so I loved WandaVision so much. Oh, oh yeah. I, I mean, I, I I point to even something like Lucifer. When Lucifer moved to Netflix, yeah, it was somewhat still episodic, but they knew okay, everything is dropping at once. So for the people who binge, we're going to make that story flow in such a way that you want to go right into the next episode. If you need to take a break, there are certain filler episodes where you can take a break and wait, but you're meant to get this chunk of the story all at once. So it makes sense. And I think it does depend on the content because there are things that if they're less intellectually engaging, I don't mind just burning through a bunch of episodes at once because it's just there. It's filler. Yeah. It's brain candy. Well, so, I'm not I mean, that worried about like that. it. Sitcoms right, like, right. Yeah, yeah, I can watch this. Well, and that's actually one of the things. Ty- I was, Tiger King was great to be. Yes. King, yes. Yeah. Like I, I gave up on community watching it through the first time because the last season, I just wasn't digging that much. And I went back and watched it again this year and watched it binge. And I was like, okay, I actually liked the last season. Yeah watching it all as one collective but i couldn't get through it week to week to week when it was on initially but if like a show like uh, the mandalorian i don't want to binge that i want that i want to savor on each of those episodes for a week and like it was a good show it's weird that that we haven't had had to watch that way we had bad batch but we didn't have any live action star wars this year it's been kind of weird we got like one coming up in a, in a week or in a week or so yeah just a few days from now actually two days okay yeah um we're so watching, we're watching Dexter and Dexter is the new Dexter or the old Dexter the, the, the new, new one. one the new one we I haven't okay so the old Dexter 
I loved and then thought it had the absolute worst ending in the yep. history of storytelling. I agree. Yes, it so, did. I, but I was excited for the new one until I realized Blood? it was going to be on Showtime live and watch True Blood because I'm not that demographic. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> That's okay. um, even the gays I... were tired of it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the new Dexter, I want because I I I enjoy enjoying things and I want things that turn to shit to have an opportunity to redeem themselves. So I was super stoked about the new Dexter until I saw it was on Showtime and we don't subscribe to anything that carries Showtime. So I was like, well, fuck. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. Re- like so far, it has redeemed itself. Like it's fucking okay. Really Fantastic. Good. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, re- I'm ready to love Dexter again because it, I- it as good at look. One of my top five moments in the history of television is surprise, motherfucker. Surprise, like motherfucker. that moment yeah. is one of the greatest things. It's worth okay. watching all of the original run of Dexter yeah. just for that moment. Yeah. I read the books. Absolutely loved, obsessed with the books. I didn't I know there watched- were books until you said books just now. <laughs> I, I watched the show. I'm a dumb, dumb. I watched the show up to a certain point and then I was like, I'm done watching the show. So I did. Oh, so you, did you like not finish it the first time? No, uh, I did not see the last season of it because I, did. because I was such a fan of the books and I don't know. I just, I, I just didn't watch the last season. No, I, so I understand. I understand. It, fine. I do that with a lot of things where I'm like, and I'm good. As a Stephen uh, King fan, I understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So I was just like, this is where I want to keep my brain at with this IP. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so I do need to go back and like consume the whole thing at some point. Hey. No, don't, 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 don't. Just yeah. keep your memories ending with John Lithgow. Yeah. And then like season nothing, yeah. nothing yeah, yeah. Hall- Halloween 2018, that shit. Nothing yeah. else happened. Yeah. Until, where did his yes. son come yes. from? I don't know. Don't need to know. No, I will Metallica nope. it. So Metallica released four albums, and that's it. Metallica released four albums. They never released I, another album I after that. Hard disagree with that. Anyway, yeah, I, do, I do too. Death Magnetic <laughs> was pretty thing. fucking awesome. Anyway, um, yeah. but the new the new show. It's now ten years later, um, and it's you're catching back up with Dexter, who is trying to have like a new start i don't know it's it's real it's it's really worth it you should absolutely watch it okay we're gonna put a button in dexter because we've got so much more we have to talk about but it is good to know only one i got one suggestion for new shows this uh that i've started watching this season uh or this year uh the new mcgruber show on peacock amazing the best shit ever i didn't realize that it started i don't believe you i'm looking but i but i will try it it's fucking awesome it is actually really fun. It's fucking amazing. I want to okay. watch Man on Earth. When the trailers came out for it, I was like, "This looks dumb." I love it. But then when I watched it, it was so yeah, funny. that was that was fantastic. Will Forte. Thank you. I'm like the alcohol has affected my brain now. I can't remember his name. Everything he has done is so funny. And speaking of which, uh, that's a good example of one that I think is better when you can binge it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I would have had trouble watching Last Man on Earth week to week, 
but I watched it once it became available <laughs> streaming or whatever. And, and I, I recognize like, I would not keep up with this if it was week to week, but being able to watch like three, four five episodes at a time, I can get into this. I, you and I ended up enjoying it. You'll, you'll, you'll be happy you did. Okay. I trust you. It's, it's, it's on my list. It's really great. Since I have to pay for Peacock, I might as well watch it. I feel yeah. right. Uh, so many amazing dick jokes. There's it's a wonderful. I'm giving you a reason to use your Peacock app. <laughs> I, I, I don't need a reason to use my Peacock, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, um, I am going to throw some names out there. And we're going to decide which ones we want to spend a little bit of time on. So everybody listen for just a second. And we'll circle back to the things that we need to, to mention. What if Loki, <clears throat> the Bad Batch, only murders in the building, WandaVision, Midnight Mass, I Think You Should Leave, Squid Game, Titans, we already talked about Dexter, and the return of G4. So, Christian, out of that list, is there anything that jumped out at you, or do you have an alternate suggestion? That was a lot. <laughs> there was a lot to unpack. I would have to agree with that. I'm glad he didn't pick me. Yeah. I. Okay, well, I'm going to throw this I mean, out there. Because there, there's, there's so oh. much of it that I watched. However, there's so much of it that I think is okay. And then there's some stuff like, I will admit, I have not watched Squid Games. However, I have not, I have not, I have I not watched Squid Games because I have seen that in so many other things that I really, really love that the people that keep telling me, oh, Squid Games is the greatest thing ever. They have not seen any of these other Japanese movies that I have. It's like somebody who hasn't seen Blade Runner telling you to watch Johnny Mnemonic. Right. (laughs) So I'm kind of like, will I get around to it when I have nothing else to watch? I'm sure, but I'm not into the hype, you know, the same yeah. way that they are. Well, and as much as I like to think that my pop culture sensibilities have evolved over the years, I do still have my dumb resistance to overnight sensations. I yeah, there, like, there when, are when, like, bands literally... that I could not get into in the 90s because it seemed like they were immediately hot. And even though I recognize, like, oh, this band is pretty good, I just like Nirvana. I just couldn't do it because they were just, boom, they were the biggest thing in the world. And Squid Games hit me the same, or excuse me, Squid Game, it's singular, it's not plural, hit me the but same it was more way. Than one game. All of a sudden, everybody was talking about this. And I was like, I, I can't do it. Tiger King, I got in early. So, like, I was able to enjoy and immerse myself into that. But Squid Game, by the time I heard of it, everybody was always saying how, already saying how incredible it was. And I was like, no, I don't like this new shit people are talking about. Fuck that. Which is dumb. So I'm going to be the asshole and say it's really fucking good. There's nothing wrong with that. It probably is. Sure it is. And a lot of these people have never seen Battle Royale or Alice in Borderland. I have. Right. Well, and even Hunger Games. Okay. But but you're not talking to people who have never watched foreign shit before, you know? Right. 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 We, you know, we we didn't watch it dubbed like it, it. it was very enjoyable. I really, I, really, I thought Squid Games there was some, deserved okay, the hype. I, there were some new interesting concepts yeah. that I haven't seen before. 
I did I like question. it. I'm not saying I didn't like it. Now, like I, know, I have like a <laughs> I just, but I said I liked it. I just don't like Hawkeye. Damn, it's one thing. <laughs> I hate Hawkeye. I guess. Look, you guys, Oz, Oz is trying to clarify Sorry. if Squid Game is just cornhole with squids. Let's answer his question. <laughs> you just take little is squids it? and you throw them in a hole. That's it. Is it? No, yes. no. My question is, I, I started watching it. I, I'm like an episode and a half in, and it didn't grab me at all. Like at That's all. how I felt about The Witcher. So, uh, the I, The Witcher crept pretty good. But it is. Whoa, 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 whoa! What the fuck did you just say? What words happened? I'm sorry. Can we turn on the Oz subtitles? Because Oz, I'm pretty sure you just said The Witcher. Oz, do you smell burning toast? Are you having a strunk? I smell citrus. Like me going to the dollar store. Where? <laughs> but I had a stroke. <laughs> where? Where did the Witcher touch you? <laughs> can you show us on the doll? You can because McFarlane Toys is producing Witcher action get, figures. How the fuck did we get on the Witcher? We're talking about Squid Game. Because I, I understand we're talking about Squid Game, but I'm dying for somebody to give me a reason to want to watch the Witcher because I watched the first episode. And it was like watching a piece of toast to me. 100%. And our old roommate kept telling me, oh, you just got to stick with it. It's like episode three, it all starts to make sense. And I'm like, I don't want to wait. Right. To episode. I don't want to be that confused by the time I get to episode three. It, I, it I kind of need some. I would kind of agree music. with that. Though. And and I'm I'm like. I'm susceptible to hunky Henry Cavill in a bad wig. I'm not going to lie, but I just watched that first episode and I was like, I got better shit to do. So somebody lay it out. What is this thing? It's my favorite fantasy world, period. Like, I love it. I love the games. I love the books. I love that fucking world. It is like everything I love about fantasy, but with a lot of fucked up monsters and horrible shit in it. And I fucking love it. It's like supernatural mixed with Game of Thrones, and I'm fucking in. And I had no sense of that from the first episode, which was my problem. Right? Are you describing Witcher or Showgirls right now? Because <laughs> yeah. is that not what we're talking about. We're not talking about games. He's talking about Elizabeth Berkeley's vagina. Joe Esther House's The Witcher. <laughs> Talk about a monster. <laughs> Now I I can I can see that as much as I love The Witcher I have read a bunch of the books I've played some of the games I can understand why people maybe don't get into the world without all that backstory behind it because especially the first season and the first book the first book is short stories and it's a terrible introduction yeah. to the series honestly because and it doesn't they, none they of it makes sense and goes together the, the first episode or two of the series is really like poorly constructed. My friend Stephanie watched the first two episodes and she texted me. She's like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to stick with this. And then like two days later, she texted me back. She's like, I finished the first season. It was great. So, yeah. Is this one of those where like, if I go ahead and just skip to episode three, I can't be possibly any more lost than I was on episode one. So I can be like, 
Okay, now well, now I'm enjoying it, and I'll go back and rewatch episode one and two. Well, so we are possibly like, we're rewatching season one right now to get prepared for season two because I will admit, I started season two, like, I fully followed season one, but like, I got to season two and I was like, wait, what the fuck's going on? And I had to start over, dude. That's how I felt about lock and key. Yeah. I watched oh my God. I watched the little last last season on Lock and Key. I watched that little deal and I was like, yeah. I don't fucking remember any of this. I'm gonna yeah. have to watch the whole season again. Yeah. That was me with Lost in Space this year. Yeah, same with Lost yeah. in Space. I watched the yeah. recap thing and I was like, I do not remember nope. where we were. Yeah. And I, I really enjoyed both of those series. Yeah. But and this goes back to my point about binging stuff. I think the fact that I watched them all in like a day, they yeah. didn't have the chance to sit and permeate yeah, and for me yeah. to really absorb them. So I didn't take them in quite as much as I would have if I'd been watching them over the course of a couple of months or whatever. Yeah. And you might be right. Like, cause like we watched the first season of the Witcher in like two days and then like, when, like, and then the pandemic happened and then like a year, like two years later, they're like, here's season two. And I'm like, what in the fuck is any of this? Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm like, who's the guy with the white hair? Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we started watching the first episode of season two and we were both like, I was like, when like, did I this just, happen? I didn't want to admit that I was like, I don't fucking remember what that's what was happening that is the worst like i don't remember when it's a show when it's a show that you've watched as a couple yeah and you're both sitting there like i don't don't i don't want to admit that i have no idea what's happening that was the cadaver household yes yeah and that's we've like we're pretty much to a point now where we're willing to say like I'm sorry. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And yeah. like 99 out of a hundred times, the other one of us will be like, thank you, because I have no fucking idea what's happening. What happened no, we, we started quizzing yeah. each other and we're like, what fucking war was what happened? Yeah. And so we yeah, decided so, to so, start over. So we are watching the first season again because I heard the second season's great. I haven't watched it. It is. Yeah. yeah. I, I have yet to watch it. So I'll I'm I am willing to to give it another shot, especially since it is. And, and again, this goes back to like sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not since I know I can go back and watch that first season in a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, I'll go back. I'll give it a chance. I'm willing to do that. Um, we were talking about uh, binging versus uh, <clears throat> episodic content, I think. There are advantages to both, and it really depends more on on what's being offered. Uh, but I do want to talk about: Did any of you watch Only Murders in the Building? Yes, not yet. No, it's it's on, it's my on list. the list. It I, is. Like, no, when you mentioned Tiger King, I was like, "Oh yes," because number one, great to see Martin Short. Yes, on TV again. Uh, I am and, morally opposed to Martin Short. It's, I, I can't. I can't. Uh, yeah. He just Martin but, Shorts everywhere. That's all he does. See, He's the same person. But to time. see Martin Short and Steve Martin together again, uh, working with, I, I think, the hugely underappreciated 
young lady with the big head whose name I can't remember Selena right now. Gomez. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Yeah. Thank you. No, it totally made me appreciate her in a way that Wizards of Waverly Place did not. She was outstanding. The whole and, the whole show. Yeah. It it I, I'll just say I'll just leave it at this. Gets my highest recommendation. One of my favorite things of 2021. So if you haven't watched it, check it out. It's you, on Hulu. If you are someone that enjoys listening to true crime podcasts or like, like grew up reading true crime books and this new wave, you know, you're don't fuck with cats and all this other sort of like super obsessive true crime people. The satire on that is so good. Well, and watching it because I'm, I am not into that, but my wife is. And I did feel like watching that she was actually getting even another level of entertainment out of it more than I was. Cause yeah, I, I mean, I love but when the fans show up, I, I was rolling. I was like, yes. This is, this is everything that I keep avoiding about a lot of the podcasts that I listen to. Cause these people really exist. And, <laughs> and just seeing Steve Martin and Martin short have no shame whatsoever. They're not, yeah. They're not above any of the things that happen in this. They're not like cool. It, it's really a fantastic show. I, I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, all right. So all the Marvel shit was good, right? Loki, was, WandaVision. I would, yeah, I would like to especially uh, single out Loki for praise, though. I think that ended up being my favorite of the four. Uh, which I would not have expected. What were the what were Hawkeye? What if Loki WandaVision? Is that all we got TV wise? Falcon and, and, oh, Falcon Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. Falcon yeah. and Winter Soldier. Which, which I enjoyed, but was probably the lesser of them. It, it was the most marvelly out of all of them. And like, yeah, and isn't it weird for that to not be a good thing? I feel like. And it was it, such a good story about Sam. Like I feel like, well, it, it was, was great. I liked but it, it was up less... until the last episode, and then I thought they didn't really stick the landing very well. Uh, your mileage may vary. Uh, it, well, it, it it was great, but for some reason, I, I and, and you know what? That's your point is exactly right. It was the most marvelly, and I think that's what was so great about what if Loki and Wandavision is, is they that, weren't very marvelly. They were outside of the box. Well, one division wasn't very marvelly for like the first five or six episodes. Yeah, but even even after that, though, it was playing with things that the MCU had not really touched on. So even even once it became more standard MCU fare thematically, it was still dealing with concepts that we hadn't seen a whole lot of. Yeah. But uh, I think my, I just, for I just me, love the shit out of it. It just didn't go far enough. Like, like we're, we're going to get right on that edge where we can really go in. Like, we're telling you that she's experiencing on this grief and done all these horrific things to these people, but we have to make sure that it's all wrapped up in well, a pretty, yeah. pretty bow in this last episode, 30 minutes. And I'm like, but couldn't we have gotten just a, a bit more? And I feel the same way about Loki. Like, I think there was so much greatness to Loki, but it just didn't go. It was like, we're, we're 
tossing little bits at you and that should make you happy because we haven't done this but that but we're goes, not gonna deep dive into it that goes really back to the you. point you made earlier is that essentially if you want to be really cynical about it these were just runways to the next thing yeah, yeah and that's why i do not the ending of wandavision spoilers with the cabin was great the shot of her after like right at the very end, I was like, I could do without that. And then, uh, and then you had to put in the tag. We're going to see her see Dr. Strange. And I'm like, I, I love, on. I love that shit. And that's, that's yeah. just, that's I, I just, I don't strokes for different folks go, going off that tangent. I don't, I'm, I don't want to see trailers at the end of my Marvel TV series and movies. And I well, hope that's not the direction they're going in now. Here's where I'll accept the trailer because Spider-Man No Way Home felt like an epilogue in the same way that Iron Man 3 felt like an epilogue. So the trailer for Doctor Strange, to me, felt appropriate because it was like, we have wrapped up all of this and here's what's next. So like, in in that instance, for felt, me, that felt, felt appropriate right. because Doctor Strange was such a big part of yeah. Spider Man yeah. yeah. No Way Home. But like, but he hasn't been a part of Wanda's story so far. Right. So right. couldn't we couldn't we for once have something that just wrap it up and then leave it be so people but, can go? But that's what? not okay. that's, that's not what the MCU does right. though. It's right. just not. So, and so and I, goes, I get it. Goes back to in, in five years, are we still going to be talking about one division like we are now? Or are there going to be 10 other series that, but that that's, are filling in that gap? That's the double-edged sword of the MCU success is that in order for it to continue being a an engaging profitable franchise brand it does have to move forward in that way and that's at this point you know think about a few years ago if you were like hey i want to refresh myself on the mcu before i watch the new movie you could do that now that would be an almost impossible task and because only the last two movies before that matter but that's and what i'm saying ha- but that's what i'm watch, saying is you don't it, have to watch the three iron man movies exactly any sort of emotional attachment and that's start that's exactly the what they're doing is they move ahead and stuff gets left behind so five years from now wandavision will be just as relevant as iron man three because they have to do that to keep it moving forward, to keep it relevant, to keep it engaging as people age out, as new people come in. There are already people who look at Tom Holland as more relevant to the MCU than uh, Robert Downey Jr. We have already gotten to a generational thing in the MCU where people look back at like, Iron Man and we're like, oh, that's the old shit. I like Doctor Strange. I know that sounds crazy, it's but that's point. that's part of how Kevin Feige is such a fucking genius is he understands and and look, 
one of the great tragedies of you know pop culture and 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 not to downplay the impact on his family his friends whatever uh i honestly felt that chadwick boseman was going to be the central figure of the mcu going forward i don't know if that was the plan but it seemed to me like that was the plan and it was so smart because you do have to keep things going because think about it just a few years from now, Tom Holland is going to be too old to be Spider-Man. Right. So that's okay. Because you touched on the Chadwick Bosman thing. It's the same issue I had with Carrie Fisher. Yes. These people had an impact on characters that we love and obviously emotionally on all kinds of levels touched people why are we so scared that no one else can play these roles tony stark hey no don't talk about recasting Uh, okay that's just opening up a can of worms it really is it really is i that matter of fact you know what i'm making a note right now we will do (laughs) we are going to do an episode about recasting yes or no um, I'm putting that down because that's a whole other episode. Um, that being said, like Robert Downey Jr. is like 55 or something. Right. So are we but, not supposed to have Iron Man movies anymore? Well, but, but that's the thing well, is you sure, have legacy use, characters yeah, where somebody else steps into that role, whether it's right. Riri, whether it, or you move it to Shuri or something else. Yeah. Like that's the magic of legacy characters. If, if for, for a, for me personally, a better example is when Dick Grayson took over as Batman. Some of my favorite Batman was Dick and Damien as Batman and Robin. I fucking loved it. And if movie studios had any balls whatsoever, they could embrace that kind of thing. Uh, But also like, so why, why do you think that Tom Holland's going to grow out of this role soon? Cause like he could be Spider-Man until he's 55. He absolutely could. Yeah, but what does the public? It's not about what you and I know about Spider Man. It's not what about comic fans know about Spider Man. It's what? How does the public perceive Spider Man? Fair enough. And that I don't know. How did the public perceive Iron Man? They didn't give a fuck. But that didn't matter. Exactly. That's that's exactly the point. Is that Spider Man? Excuse me. Marvel didn't have to worry about what anybody thought about Spider Man. Because they didn't have access to him. They could do whatever they wanted with Iron Man, with Thor, with Hawkeye, with Black Widow, because the public didn't give a fuck about any of those characters. But also, when you go back and you look at those first movies, and this is the part where I want to shake social media people like a dead baby, is when Captain America was made, when Iron Man was made, when the first Thor was made, I don't care what tag they put at the end of the credits to make all of us comic book geeks geek out. They set out to make an individual movie. There was no plan in place, George uh, Lucas. I would, I would, I would say that because I have never bought. Uh, like I buy that George Lucas had. This is going to be like I have in mind this universe, but like. I I would buy that the MCU is more planned than like the Skywalker saga initially. 
Uh, Possibly, but I feel like those first three movies, they set out to just make movies. Like Iron Man, there was no other. If it hadn't have hit, there was no loss. I, th- I think Iron it Man's did, after credits they, was more of a wink, wink, yes. like we'll we'll see how this does. Yeah, and because was, because John Favreau is the magical storytelling wizard of our generation. It happened because look, at, think about. Real, I, I'm sorry to do a he's, sidebar, he's so but I have to. John Favreau, Marvel, Star Wars, Elf, greatest Christmas movie of all time. This one man is responsible for all of these things. How insane is that? It's pretty nuts. And he's he, just Mikey. He's just Mikey. You know, he is just Mikey. He's, he's so money. He doesn't even know it. Yeah. Uh, Christian, why are you shaking your head at Elf? I'm not the greatest Christmas movie ever made. I think yeah, it is. I'm, I'm, I'm dubious as well. Mm. What's it's better than Elf? A Christmas story. Christmas vacation is Scrooged. Christmas story, Christmas Bridge. vacation, Elf. Bad Santa. I'm talking Bad about and and look, I know so many of you guys hate it. I know so many of you guys hate it when I get realistic and say you have to look at what the public perceives. But public perception, you can sit grandma down, you can sit me down, you can sit little kids down, everybody is going to love Elf unless you're just a complete douche. But Christmas story I'm fucking sick of that movie. I just am. And I watched it again for the first time in 15 years, and I'm still sick of that movie. And Bad Santa and Scrooged, look, I love Scrooged, but get out of here with that shit. That is not a mainstream, beloved Christmas movie. It's just not. But a Christmas story is. Christmas Vacation is, and it's a contender. It Christmas is. Story, look, Christmas Story is probably a contender. The reason why too. you're sick of Christmas Story is because it has dominated for 20, 30 years, five years, whatever. When is the last time any of you watched a Christmas Story? Uh, about last week. Yeah. yeah. And you still, you still I love it. Love you still think it's it. great. It's still I wonderful when he sticks his fucking tongue to the pole. And oh, oh, oh it's so funny that what they're all it? being. You just described my game. Saturday night. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ayo. never going to get sick of sticking my tongue to the pole. <laughs> Look, I'm. I will admit, I'm in. I'm in the minority on Christmas Story. I will at that but I, elf, I will say elf, elf is 100 percent in the conversation but it's still will ferrell being will ferrell yeah i uh and I, 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 I love that both sides because i love elf as well no and, I, well, I, I, that's, it's not a bad movie it's one of the only will ferrell movies i can tolerate and, and my point is that it's mind-blowing that this one dude is responsible for elf for the resurgence of Star Wars after the sequels almost killed it, and for uh, whatever the fuck else we were talking about. Iron Man. <laughs> Iron Man. The MCU, literally the yeah. topic of the last 20 minutes of conversation. Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan. He's still a relevant part. <laughs> one, one of the moments I cried during was, No Way he Home. Was to, oh, he was God. supposed to die in Iron Man 3. And I'm so glad he didn't because my gosh, 
True. Is that what so it now, made a bad movie? I love that they've worse. given him a role, even though Tony Stark's not around anymore. It's now, perfect. what I want is some kind of weird meta movie with Dave Filoni, John Favreau, uh, like a buddy cop movie with the two of them. I want a I want a buddy cop movie with Kate Bishop and uh, Yelena. Below yes. Me. Well, I mean, chances are we're going to get like Young Avengers that'll be yes. that. So it's, I'm with down ho- with, with that. Hopefully, with hopefully young Loki and Dude, alligator y- Loki. Yelena's sardonic Russian <laughs> is one of the best things to come out of the MCU. She is awesome. I want more David Harbour as Red Guardian. I mean, he he's the- great. Don't they're, get me they're wrong. Supposedly, they're there. supposedly going to do a show about that. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's the rumor. Okay. So we got to keep going. Uh, did anybody watch Midnight Mass? Not yet. Not. Oh my gosh! Really? A cadaver? Like, I'm a little shocked I've that you guys. I have eight streaming yeah, channels. It's it's very fucking good. Um, I mean, this is the guy that took. Um, oh shit! What is the Car- Carlo Gugino chained to the bed for the whole entire fucking movie? The Stephen King book. Gerald's game. Oh yes. This is the man that somehow made a great cinematic version of Gerald's game. Uh, And it's his take on vampire shit. It's fucking awesome. So if you have not watched Midnight Mass, watch it. Uh, Ryan, you are the one who brought I Think You Should Leave to my attention. And I can only stand to watch one episode at a time because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, fair enough. Arian, have you watched this? No. I feel that I you would I enjoy like it. it. What's, what's it called? I think you should leave. I think you should leave. Yeah, oh. Aaron, the oh, cadavers wow. introduced it to me when I stayed over them with, before Dragon Con. Yeah, and yeah, Aaron, well, that was really more them just giving you a hint. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Ouch! Oh, wow! Oh. Shots fired! Shots fired! I'm wow. kidding. Who wouldn't want that delightful giggle in their home? <laughs> Yes. No, but Arian would love it. Yeah, I I really think Arian would dig this. We're gonna check back in on. I think you should leave. It's Uh, it's 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 a really interesting. It's my favorite like skit comedy show since Key and Peele. It's so fucking uncomfortable though. Yes, it is. It is really funny. Yes, and some of them get funnier if you watch them multiple times. Well, I agree with that. Yeah. Some of them are funnier the day after. Like yeah. I, I watch some of these sketches and I'm like, what the fuck is this? This isn't even funny. And the next day I'm like, oh yeah, that was funny as shit. <laughs> well, I've I've watched the one uh, I think it's it, I think it's from like the first episode, the one with him in the old man makeup. Yeah. I've yes. watched that oh probably five times since it's you hilarious. guys showed Why it to me. And like, it's funnier every yeah. time. Yeah. The uh, fucking kills. So we talked about Squid Game. Uh, just real quick, I want to throw Titans out there because I think I love Titans. Yeah, I know it's not necessarily what people want from Titans, from Teen Titans or whatever, yeah. but I just think it's really good and that they handle yeah. the characters in a very honest way. Yeah, uh, I like it. It's uh, kind we, of how I feel about Doom Patrol. Like it's just oh, like, Doom Patrol is so good. It's fucking good. Yeah. yeah. I have not yet made it to Flex Mentallo. Doom Patrol. Uh, oh, he's I, great. I thought it was. I, I look. I I really really liked it, but for me personally, it's kind of challenging. Which is, I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's just to sit and watch it. 
I, I've got to be in the right frame of mind. It, it's very, it's like, almost like an Aronofsky movie for me. Yeah. Like I've got to be in the right frame of mind to watch doom patrol, but it's Even great it's like when, when I'm in that silly, frame of mind. But you mean you can't just put on Requiem for a dream as casual background viewing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I went on, I went on a first date to that movie, by the way. There, that did not surprise me in any was there way. A second date? There was right. not a second date. There was also not making yeah. out after the first date. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I mean, that is that is a sure yeah. sign to let someone know what yeah. you're in for. Uh, that's sides. true. Better, better to let her know in advance. <laughs> no, like uh, she so. actually suggested it because, like, we were talking about movies. We had both seen Pi, and we both liked Pi a lot, which was Darren Aronofsky's first movie. And then, so like we're like, oh well, this thing's like showing. Let's uh, let's go check this out. So we did, and then like once we figured out what it was, like ten minutes in, we just kind of looked at each other. It's like ah, well, I guess this relationship is over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you don't so- really recover from ass to ass. No. Uh, no, there's no second date. Uh, so we talked about Dexter just real quick. Cause we, we got to move on to movies uh, to wrap this thing up. G4 came back and I, I'll be honest. I thought I would be a lot more excited about that than I have actually been. Even with Xavier Woods, even the, with Xavier the problem Woods was with G4 is that, I can consume all the video game information that I need on YouTube. So nope. like, there's there's not really a need for G4 anymore. Like the landscape has changed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just not because I, I used to watch G4 all the time, but now yeah. I have I, like, Attack of the Show. Places. Attack of the Show was destination viewing for us. Yeah. Like I like literally yeah, no, I watched it a lot. I'd get home from work and we would watch that like every I day. Say, I will say I enjoy watching Adam Sessler review games, but I do it on YouTube. Like, yeah. They post all the videos on YouTube. So like, I've been watching his reviews, and, and yeah. he still he still has it. He's no, yeah, he still. I, I do get nostalgic good, for him. He still makes I, good points, and I enjoy what he has to say. But like, I don't like. I don't like the only thing I use like TV to watch like TV like TV is watching AEW. Which uh, shout out to CM Punk coming back oh. and saving wrestling shout out to everybody in aew for yes. just being entertaining yeah. as fuck yeah absolutely uh, shout out to brian danielson for being wrestler of the year yeah like it's insane what he's like done like in the past three months not even three months like it's been yeah like because he came back on Labor Day weekends, so yeah, it's been less yeah. than three months, and he's geez, man. Every time he goes out, it's, it's a fucking banger. Yeah, it's nuts. Well, as, as opposed to Punk, who look, Punk is one of my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. Well, like Punk, like, Punk's but he's doing been, something different from what Danielson is doing storytelling wise. Like, Punk's always been adequate in the ring, adequate to like really I'd good. put him above adequate. I, Come no, on. I'm saying like adequate to very good, but like a lot of the attraction with punk is him on the mic. Yes. And like what, like, and because punk's such a big, like comic book nerd, I feel like 
they're trying to tell old man Logan, like, uh, in a wrestling form. And I think they're doing a good job with it. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. I, I think Danielson came back to be on fire and to be the best wrestler in the world. I think Punk came back to tell a story that's going to take a little bit longer to tell. And he's in the right place because that's what AEW does. Yeah. And I want to thank AEW fans for turning it into Rick and Morty for me because I can't watch it anymore because of <laughs> the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I know I can't watch wrestling. It's AEW has killed wrestling for me, even though it's it's probably the best product that's come out in 20 years. That's, but, that's tragic because what's on the WWE on a weekly basis is so, god awful so garbage. Wreck. Yeah. It, well, and it's not, you know, just to be clear, and we're going to move on from wrestling. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on it, but just to be clear, WWE, it's not the fault of the talent. They've got. No. One of the best rosters they've ever had as far as being able to put on good wrestling matches. It's their creative is just completely dead. Yeah. All right, we're going to move on to movies. Uh, movies. <clears throat> I am going, we're going to do the same thing. And I understand not, we're not going to be able to keep up with everything that I list right here, but we're going to go around uh, roundtable style to, to things that you guys want to talk about. But I'm going to throw out a list of movies. Do your best to absorb it, but we're, but we're just going to talk about some stuff. Uh, we had Venom, uh, absolute, absolute Carnage, or whatever the fuck it was called. Let There Be Carnage. Uh, Black Widow, Spider-Man No Way Home, Prisoners of the Ghostland, Red Notice, Shang-Chi, The Suicide Squad, Mortal Kombat, Gunpowder Milkshake, Kate, The Eternals, The Sparks Brothers, Vacation Friends, Space Jam 2, or whatever the fuck it was called, Coming to America, Cruella, Jungle Cruise, Malignant, The Resort, Candyman, Spiral, Lamb, Willy's Wonderland, Halloween Kills, and The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Make a Really Shitty Conjuring Movie. Uh all right, I understand that was a lot of movies. That was just my list of the, like the highlights of what I saw this year. We're going to start with Oz. Uh, it doesn't have to be off of that list, but Oz, when you think of movies from 2021, what springs to mind? Ah, wow. You know what? Well, like I said, I didn't really see a lot of those. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean... The the one that, that jumps off is, is one of the ones that I did see was Gunpowder Milkshake. And I really liked it. I did too. And that was after seeing a bunch of people talk about like, what a piece of shit. Oh, like I saw a bunch of negative response from it. And then I watched it because it was free to watch at home. And I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed it. What was a negative response from negative. my friend who says nothing negative about, about movies ever. He disliked it. And I was like, well, that must be bad. But then everybody else said, no, this is a good movie. So I've, I've got, I haven't gotten around to watching it yet. I enjoyed I it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. It what you know, it, it was, it was bubblegum violence. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's what sucker punch wished it could be. If sucker punch had a I, plot. I will agree with that. And, and, yeah, and not, absolutely. not just because of the phenomenal, amazing Carla Gugino, who has right. come up twice now in this uh, episode and deserves perhaps an episode of her own Listen, for being the greatest modern actor. Any 
actor that was in Troop Beverly Hills and still has a successful career has my hey most respect and my Shelly Long still right? appearing, or at least where I'm at in Modern Family. Shelly Long still appearing yep. in Modern Family, so she's still hanging yep. in there too, and still very funny. Paula Gugino, who was erased from Spin City after one season because she didn't test well. Yeah, well, the people who made that decision were fucking idiots because (laughs) she is the greatest actor of all time. (laughs) Blame the audience. I don't know if I'd go that far, but I enjoy enjoy her. (laughs) I enjoy her in um, uh, Sin City. I enjoy her in literally everything she's in. And there was a show on (laughs) HBO that I can't remember the name of right now. Uh, she's the main, she's an assassin and she's the main character. That's fantastic. Uh, okay. So that's one for gunpowder milkshake. Uh, lots of fun. If you haven't watched it, it's just a fun, violent movie. Speaking of assassins about an assassin, the, the delightful Karen Gillan, uh, as an assassin. Uh, all right, let's move up to Arian movie wise. Uh, uh, just something you want to mention, maybe one that we haven't talked about yet. So I feel like we've talked about most of the Marvel stuff, which is most of what I saw. Uh, I don't know if we've, if we've discussed enough, how much the Eternals sucked, but we can move on. That's okay. I, I, I thought it was adequate. I might, I'm sure I'm in the minority. Uh, So the two like things that I really enjoyed were uh, seeing, uh, and I know uh, everyone's mileage may vary, but, uh, an entertaining, uh, really cool Dune adaptation, which I didn't think could be done. Uh, and I'm stoked that there's going to be a, a sequel to it. They've, and, they've said that's yeah, happening. No, like, uh, like three days after it opened, they're like, okay, oh, we're going to do a sequel. And, uh, like everybody's back on board and shit. They're just going to work schedules out. Okay. Uh, so that's cool. And also like, I feel like we should talk more about suicide squad. Yes, we should. It was really fucking just great and enjoyable. Uh, it deserved a better reception than it got. Yes. I don't know why it didn't really. I think that one really hurt, got really hurt by being uh, like opening on HBO Max. Well, yeah, you and think? absolutely. Or, if it, 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 or is it the association with the first one? See, that was my thought. Is that like, it's too little, closely associated with some crappy, crappy movies? Little column of A and little column B. So here's here's what we have to take into consideration there. I think you're right in that it was readily available on HBO Max. I think that hurt it. But I think to the everyman, and I'm talking about people who aren't on this podcast, people who don't listen to this podcast or any fucking nerd podcasts, I think you've probably got a really good point that that first suicide squad is still seen as kind of a bomb and something that it's not great to be associated with. I think that probably tainted this one and the, the sort of the double blow of the availability to those of us who wanted to watch it at home and the taint of the first Suicide Squad, which, by the way, I still enjoy, but I get it. People yeah, who don't like yeah. it. I don't hate it. Um, and, 
And you know the marketing people at Warner were just saying, oh, I wish we could say from the director of Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, they did. can't do that. Oh, did they? Yeah, yeah. The no, they made it very clear. The, the Honestly, the focal point of the marketing campaign was, was James from Gunn. director James Gunn, who brought yeah. you Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. Okay. I, James I, I guess Gunn I missed the marketing. Squad. Yeah, it was, well, we, that, and, it was and that's another James thing. Because in reality, that is miss- a, a huge win. For Warner Brothers in DC, it should have been. It should have been a triumph, but unfortunately, and I think if he had picked anything, because they Warner Brothers very wisely said, "James Gunn, please choose whatever you want, and we will let you. We will throw billions of dollars at you to make your dream project." And I'm sure when he said, "You guys, you know what I really like." The Suicide Squad, they were probably all like, fuck! <laughs> Anything that we, but that. Could you, could, could you, could you make a movie about the fucking bug guy from no, the New Gods dude, comic? Give me, give a, me a James Gunn we are getting Justice a League show. movie that takes True. place during the Giffen era. Oh my gosh. And that would be killer. I mean, but Marvel, yeah. realized, Disney realized their mistake very quickly on yes like oops let's get him back yeah they were like we gotta bring that back over here it's also kind of here's more money though because james gunn was straight up like yeah i'll come back whenever i'm fucking ready because i'm doing this other shit yeah and very true for for anybody who had because i i bought as soon as it was available for pre-order i pre-ordered the blu-ray of the suicide squad and i it's for the I don't know how long it's been since I sat down with uh, a Blu-ray and watched every single minute of special features and commentary and whatever else, but I did that with the Suicide Squad. And it is... It's his crowning achievement because it literally was Warner Brothers saying, you are James Gunn. Here is... Do whatever the fuck you want. Here is all the money in the world. Just, just take it away, buddy. Yes, and no, it's pure, unfiltered James yeah. Gunn, and it's phenomenal for that. Yeah. So it many creators book movie, and yeah. so Ruin many creators through. cannot operate that way. They need mm-hmm. the editor or the filter or whatever. James Gunn is not one of those guys because the Suicide Squad is just as much as Slither, just as much as uh, Super. It's it's just pure James oh, Gunn. Oh, okay. So we should give Suicide Squad some credit because Slither had like totally disappeared from the landscape. Suicide Squad comes out, and then all of a sudden on Amazon Prime and these other yeah, streaming services, everybody Slither wanted. starts popping up. And now I started seeing conversations about it, and I'm like, what? You guys didn't see that in the theater when it That's came out? That's what blew this my is mind. So good. Is that you not seen were- it? That and that's how I felt. Is how have you not seen Slither? But but again, it's that weird, a different breed from even the average Joe that takes in a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Because you got to understand, there are still people in the world that think Tim Burton's Batman is the same as Christopher Nolan's Batman is the same as the upcoming whatever whoever's doing the new Batman like. They don't differentiate because they don't care. They just want to go see a cool Batman movie. They don't know who directed it. They don't know who wrote it. They don't, they don't care about any of that. 
that's your average level in, of pop culture. And that's, and so there's that's nothing wrong with I, that. Where I think James Gunn's Suicide Squad has legs that even if it didn't do as gangbusters as WB thought it was going to, two years from now, three years from now, five years from now, when somebody is going, oh, I've never seen that. And their friend goes, oh, my God, you have to watch it. And they watch it. It is going to be just as good. Well, I I think as like, watching it now, the fact that like within like a couple weeks or something, like the the fucking Peacemaker series comes out, that's going to help with that. Oh, uh, yeah, true. that's yeah. going to yeah. give it a lot more visibility yeah. as well yeah. because streaming is is a whole. Again, I'm going to make a note. That's a whole other episode about streaming overtaking uh, theatrical movies. Well, like it's yeah, people are gonna. It's it's always like what's what's now. Like people want to know like what's happening now. So like they'll just tune into the new thing. Well, what's happening? I feel like ended like in nineteen. Yeah, I was gonna say what's happening now. What's happening now was not right. It was not as good. Uh so <laughs> Venom. Fair? Who who saw? Well, first of all. Who even enjoyed the first Venom movie? I, I did, but that probably doesn't surprise anybody. Ryan, I know you have this insane take where you liked that other fucking movie more than Venom. What other movie? The one where the guy, it's like the same as Venom, but the guy has like robot parts instead of Venom parts. The fuck are you talking about? Yeah, There's what are a, you talking about? Dan? There was a movie that came out at the same time as Venom like implant or download or some I shit I where a, see a guy gets like no 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 this was you the guy gets like cybernetic enhancements oh i know what movie you're talking about but what was i can't remember what it's no. called now and i thought i saw venom first and then i saw that movie and i was like well this is just a sad depressing version of venom but ryan you saw that movie first and you were like, well, Venom was just a dumb version of this more badass movie. I, don't I think it's called talking. Download. I'm not. Po- it's not Download. I don't know what the fuck it is. You're 100% thinking of somebody else. No, I'm not. It's, it's definitely you because I was shocked that you didn't enjoy Venom. Because I was like, I think Ryan will dig this. So did anybody did anybody see Let There Be Carnage? I, I, have, I, I have not seen either Venom. I've not seen either one. Well, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. We'll move on uh, to. Well, now Ryan is left, so we can't talk about right, prisoners yeah. of the ghost land. I'm right here. Right oh, there you are. She cheese it. That was the name of the movie. A guy got implanted with cheese its and was able was to fight villains that. with his cheesy goodness. That was a documentary about yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> True. <Jeez. laughs> uh, prisoners of the ghost land. Oh my god. Uh, it was, oh my god. It wasn't weird enough to be as awesome as Mandy. Yeah. True. But it was still like entertaining Nicolas Cage stuff. You you skipped a Nicolas Cage movie. You did you uh, left Pig off your list. Which you one? also you also Pig. left out Willie's Wonderland. He didn't. That's no, on his list. No, that's on there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's a it's a I have Nicholas not Cage I have not either. seen Pig. I haven't it's, seen Pig. Pig is actually Pig is good. Pig's too good to be a Nicholas. It's actually Cage. a good so, movie. Here's the thing about Pig. Uh, don't take anything that you think it's going to be. Put that aside and just watch the movie because it is not the movie that you think it is going to be. 
Yeah, it's just it's just a straight up good it's drama. A, but it's a very very good movie. But you absolutely have to you have to consciously put aside what you think it's going to be. Ghostland. This this Prisoners th- of the Ghostland. This, this motherfucker has a bomb on his testicles. Well, one for each testicle. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> and um, just look up. Just go to YouTube and search Nicolas Cage testicle. And watch, no. yes. <laughs> I'm with no. Beth. No, but Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. The movie is called Upgrade. I've never We've seen not that seen movie. That. No, it is about a, a cyborg vigilante. It I know it doesn't matter how much you explain it. We and still it have stars it. Logan Marshall Green. I, I know, don't know what, who that is. I know what you're talking about. I've never seen it. <laughs> And I had a very mild take on Venom. I was like, it was all right. So I swear I thought that was you. Think of somebody else. <laughs> well, then, then I apologize to you and for thinking you were the idiot that was saying Upgrade was better than no, Venom. I How never many said strokes that. are going to be on this show tonight? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm having one right three. now. <laughs> 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 Venom song where he's just like, Venom, Venom, got to win them. I don't look. I don't. They. I don't judge a movie based on a song by a way overrated performer. So, I don't know what to tell you about that. Sure. All right. Pig. Uh, great. Red great. Notice. What the hell was even Red Notice? I put it on my list, and now I can't even remember what it was. Oh. The Rock, The Rock, and Gal Gadot, oh, and, yeah. uh, which which gave Ryan birth Reynolds. to the the worst WWE segment in the years. Right, right. What's your saying? Something. Egg um, I think it was Land of the Dead that led to the worst WWE segment in years. Oh no, no, no! You missed the egg. No, you're right because Land of the Dead was uh, the one that led to Miz egg. being eaten by zombies. That's at least that's somewhat no, humorous. No, you're you're wrong. <laughs> You're. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're wrong. No, nothing is worse than the Miz being eaten by zombies in WWE continuity. Um. So yeah, Red Notice was crap. Uh, Shang Chi, fucking amazing. We already fantastic. talked about it. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, the Suicide Squad, fucking awesome. Mortal Kombat. I love fantastic. it. Fantastic. Far it. better than it had any loved right to it. be. Yes. Eh? I jumped up okay. off the couch at one point okay. and put my arms up in the air and was like, fuck, yes. I'm going to tell you right I now, absolutely in. even Almost a mild, you. even a mild, it was okay, is better than I expected it to be. Yes. Oh. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I, that and the new Resident Evil movie are like my two favorite video games. Uh, oh, like I haven't actually. seen it yet. I want to see it. It's awesome. Uh, we really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's very good. It's it's what you wanted. Cheesy, but it's great. in two thousand two. Yeah. I, I don't expect a Resident Evil well, movie to be cheesy. Okay, it's. Uh, I I will say this. Overall, I enjoy the other other Resident Evil movies more, but this one is if you love the games. Yeah, it gives you the games. Yep. Yep. Exactly. That's all I ask for. Uh, mm-hmm. Kate is a 2021 American action thriller directed by Cedric Nicholas Troyan. I, I don't know who the fuck it. that is. You couldn't get who couldn't get through it. Who said that? Right? You really? Yeah, I couldn't get through it. Oh wow, I really liked it. Um, so I I will admit, like I was inebriated and probably was not giving it the chance I should have given it. I don't believe you. 
You've been drunk since you Not were four. Drunk Come on. <laughs> so last week. Yeah, the CGI was fucking terrible, and it was like so fucking hard to look at. Um, am I thinking the same movie? Like it was like in Japan. It's Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and she she meets the little girl. Yeah, I see. I looked at it as like Sin City. Okay, I wasn't looking at it as Maybe I wasn't in the right mindset. This is some shit, and that's possible. I wasn't looking at it as this is some shit that's taking place in like the real world. I was looking at it as like a hyper real, like Sin City type of thing like because it seemed to me that it established from the start you're going to see some wacky like comic book shit mm-hmm. it, this is not this is not the professional you know what i mean yeah so i i, I, I and and look i'm terrible about not picking up on the tone of things and appreciating yeah. them for what they are what I so i i totally get it i totally understand this one i just happened to catch me at the right time and i was like Oh, I get it. I see what we're going for here. And it was okay. another one that to me was kind of like if Sucker Punch had been good, it would have been kind of like this. Uh, Dave, may I, Dave, may I jump in real quick? Because oh, please you, do. You stopped going from person to person and started going movie by movie. <laughs> yes, um, I did. But I, I wanted to point out a glaring omission on your list. Oh, go ahead. You skipped nobody. I have oh. not seen it yet. It's so, so good. good. It's I, haven't, so I haven't seen good. it either. But I didn't I've put anything to. that I haven't seen on the list. I was kind of leaving it up to you guys to fill in the blanks. So I I'm forgot, glad that, I forgot that came oh, out this good. year. Yes. I had forgotten that one, but early this year. It was, year. It was on my yeah. list of like yeah. favorite movies this year. Well, I uh, when I first saw the trailer, I was like, do I really need to see you know slip and, and that's Jimmy how i felt playing john wick and then i watched you it and i was like oh yeah yeah the I answer is yes need to see that <laughs> some of the best fight scenes i've ever seen is it like, free? is it so free? it's so short it's like 80 minutes long you can get through it like super fast is, is it free yet do you know off the top mm. of your head i don't know i watched it on a plane it's worth owning it's so good it's really so good. good okay i yeah. believe you all it's as good as the first john wick movie to me yeah yes yeah and it's not wow. just the John Wick ripoff. I mean, yes, it's it is not kind of, kind of, but it isn't. But no, watch it. It's fantastic. Well, I mean, there's plenty of room for the idea of John Wick yeah. in different uh, ways to be presented in different ways. I have no problem because that honestly, that's what Kate and Gunpowder Milkshake, both of those were were John Wick, but with ladies. Like, I that's fine. I have no problem right. with like central badass character. And nobody uh, go, kind of starts that way, but then it sort of blooms into its own wonderful thing. It's absolutely great. It's yeah, so I'm, I'm down with that. I will never get over. Like, I mean, and honestly, it goes all the way back to like Death Wish, you know, yeah. like that formula. I'm down. Give me as many different interesting iterations on that as you want to. And I'll I'll sign up and check it out. And and it's with the humor of Bob Odenkirk rather than the seriousness of Keanu. Yeah, right. Uh, the Sparks Brothers. I don't even I know what see that, that is because I'm going to go see Sparks next year. Holy fucking shit, you guys! I, I, and I, look, I'm not trying to sound like Mr. Snooty music guy because you all know I am not that. But Sparks, one of the most like influential without being known bands ever, and this is a documentary about them. I think anybody who right. 
Yes, by Edgar Wright. And that's the thing I always forget to point out because honestly, like I love Edgar Wright, but I don't really care that he directed this as integral as it is because I was just interested to learn about Sparks because they're so fucking enigmatic. And the documentary opens with nobody knows anything about you guys. And they go through this list of questions about the brothers. And it's 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 phenomenal. Anybody who has ever listened to music should check out the Sparks Brothers. And I think it's on Netflix. I think you can watch it for free now. Uh it's 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 if it if you yeah, listen if if you've ever listened to music, you should watch this movie. Um all right. So Beth, you spoke up and I'm glad that you did because I totally forgot about nobody and I need to watch it. Uh Noel. Is there anything outside of the list? Yes. Um, even though this technically came out at a festival in 2020, but it was in Canada, so that doesn't count. No, it does not. Um, my favorite trauma movie that's been made in 20 years that wasn't actually made by trauma, which I know you've seen too, is Psycho Gorman. Yes. 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 I was yes. hoping it, someone would mention it. It was so much fun, and I can't go a day without singing I'm the heckin' best. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's just, it now lives in my brain. And so it was um, absolute perfection. It, it really was. Scene, the fight scene in the woods is a better kaiju movie than Godzilla versus Kong. Yes. Yes. And the whole reason why I was even introduced to it was because um, if you ever watch any Red Letter Media stuff, um, they were talking about it on one of their shows, on one of their Half in the Bag shows. And Rich Evans, who's part of Red Letter Media, does the voice of one of the creatures in that big uh oh, okay. in the woods he's the oh my god that's a very distinctive voice uh so i was like all right well i'll watch it based on their recommendations and i had to go back and watch it a second time because i just had so much fun with it it's it's unbelievable i i can't the whole time i was just sitting there watching it like i i can't believe this movie got made looks as good as it does is mm-hmm. executed as perfectly as it is yeah is very clearly their vision. And I cannot wait for my action figures from plastic meatball to arrive because that's, that's a pre-order that I was more than happy to put in and wait on. Uh, yeah. Excellent call out. Uh, cadavers. Is there anything, uh, that, that you had, that you guys had that we, I mean, I got a whole list. Um, we need to talk about Willie's wonderland. Yes. One of the most, other than Psycho Gorman, one of the most fun movies to come out in this last year. Uh, absolutely batshit bonkers. What the fuck? But it was perfect. Well, fun is the key word, though. It yes. is. It never gets too oppressive. It never gets so weird that you're like, all right, I I get it. You're fucking artsy, whatever. Like it, it really is just a fun thrill ride, wacky movie. Yes, and and it it lets Nicolas Cage totally totally be Nicolas Cage, yeah. but it's not a distraction because they realize the best way to utilize Nicolas Cage is don't let him talk. Yeah, <laughs> it's and I don't know. I, mean, about I know everybody you know. went on and like I watched Mandy based off of all of you guys' recommendation, and it it was a really good movie. However, I liked Willie's Wonderland so much more, and I really do think it's because 
you were just you were honed in on what what is Nicolas Cage doing versus what bad acting sounds are coming out of his mouth. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It's just so, so many times in that movie. First of all, I'm laughing through the whole thing because it was it was absolutely insane. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, but you're you know you're saying like much, much like fuck? Christian has this song for or uh, Noel has the song from Sega Gorman in his head. I have it's your birthday. I find myself singing that a lot. Um, I I cannot talk about like. Willy's Wonderland enough. We watched it like like three times in a week. You know, it just couldn't get enough of it. When he's like having that weird sexual moment with the uh pinball machine. <laughs> yes. And, like and you know, all they did was aim a camera at him and go, All right, Nick, go for it. You play pinball the way Nicolas Cage plays pinball. And he was like, mm-hmm. I got this. Yeah. And they he's like fucking the, the pinball off machine. Of him and they yeah. just ran the camera and and it was it was wonderful. It and was his energy drinks. <laughs> what the what the was <laughs> <F? Why? laughs> that? Like like we have to have these camera shots like you're thinking this is such an integral part. It, is and, this is this I mean, like what? Is this like juiced where if he doesn't drink the energy drink every 30 not juiced. What's the movie with Jason Statham right. where he has to huh? Crank. 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 Yes. Yeah. Is this like crank? Where he has to have the energy drink every hour, or else he's gonna fucking explode or something. <laughs> no what they do? I don't know. No, we never one... find out. And no. the fact I... that it doesn't pay off makes yes. it even better. Yes, right. There's this beautiful moment for me about halfway through the movie where I just realized, oh, they're not gonna give me any of the shit that I want. No, and no. I just like let it all go. And then, you're, you're right, not gonna, you're not gonna find out. You're like, yeah. It's fine. You're not gonna find out. Yeah. Like, I don't need it. Any of his backstory because yeah. none of I'm that not get information any of my answered, and I'm just going along. For all, the ride. all you got to yeah. know is that he's there to clean the pizza parlor and kill and demonic motherfucking creatures. And also, what the fuck did he use to clean that bathroom? Because I need that, that. shit was hilarious. I need that because Nicholas yeah. Cage elbow greased and spit. The man had a cocaine rag and was like <laughs> and, and, all of a sudden, and energy drink. Painted. <laughs> I know that Five Nights at Freddy's movie has been in like production limbo for years but, and years. But and years. what's the point after, now? After yeah, this movie like came out, drop it. You don't. Well, exactly. you know what though? Okay, so I'll say this before we uh, take another quick break in just a moment here, uh, because we're going for a marathon episode. I have there is a new Five Nights at Freddy's game out. Uh, Phantom Jr. has been playing, and I thought the same thing initially. I was like, Well, Willie's Wonderland happened, so who gives a shit about Five Nights at Freddy? But watching him play this new Five Nights at Freddy's game, I was like, Oh, I'd really be up for a movie of this. This is fucking cool. No, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's it's at this point, don't we know that like so much of his money goes to these crazy religious groups that were like five nights. What? Come on. Whose There's... money goes to what? The guy that created five nights at Freddy's. He's oh, like, I don't know anything about that. Oh my God. No, he's like super wackadoo. Oh, oh God. well, but it's, everybody is. What are you going to, Yeah, you can't. 
if in in order to avoid supporting some evil person, you'd have to go live nude in the woods. And that's I'm, it. I'm looking. Wait, I was going to say that's, that's right up Arian's alley for me. So. Yeah, Arian. Arian's going to be nude woods boy, and that's fine. All right. She said. Okay, so uh, did anybody watch Vacation Friends? Yeah, yeah. I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was funny. It was fucking shit. hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We really enjoyed it. It got no hype, I feel like. Came yeah. out of nowhere. I got new just for that movie. It's uh, John Cena, Meredith Hagner, Lil Rel Howery, and Yvonne Orgy. It's quite a handle there. Uh, but it's awesome. It's, it's a raunchy R-rated comedy that works really well. Like, if you've got a couple hours, just sit down and watch it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a romantic comedy about drugs and group sex. Yes. It's yes. really showing that, like, John Cena's <laughs> calling his comedy. Uh, John Cena's funny as really? fuck. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, very good. I uh, kind of thought Suicide Squad was the one off. No. He, oh, well, no. Have you seen okay. uh, what's the one he did with Amy Schumer? Uh, Trainwreck. Oh, uh, uh, Trainwreck. Yeah. He steals, he steals the show in Trainwreck. He's the no. best Trainwreck. part of Trainwreck. Yeah. Right. Uh yeah, he's funny as shit. I, I didn't oh, see and, um, that, okay. the cock blockers movie. I watched that. That was I, I hilarious. It was it, I mean, it just was, and I didn't want to like it because it seemed like to me, like when I saw the ad for that, I was like, "This is going to feel like if if I was forty five when American Pie came out," and I was <laughs> laughing at that. Uh, but it, I mean, it was funny as shit. It just was. Um. Space Jam 2, one of the worst fucking pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life. If you guys watched the South Park All Grown Up COVID specials, yes, yes. on yes. on <laughs> Space where they're Jam treating 2 Space Jam is 2 is right. humanity, and right. they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but Space Jam 2 led to the it. best trend of stealing heads off of action figures in the history of action figures i cannot <laughs> as funny as that was i cannot support that it's it's theft it's stealing it's a tiktok yes. trend which makes it evil automatically but what company was dumb enough to put a figure with the detachable head exposed in a package like that? have to worry about that people shouldn't be shitbag enough to steal a bunch of lebron have you, james have heads. you met people I have. How can you Aaron, say that? Some of us still have a little more hope for humanity than you do. Like what's funny after is after the just, past five years. Really? I, I know. Really? I know. I'm the dumb dumb here. You should. Yeah, but, no, I'm with you, Dave. Dave, I'm with you. Turning LeBron James into the Goombas from the Super Mario Brothers movie was it just was a sight to behold. So <laughs> I I just hope we get a foreign parody of Face Jam two. Because there were a lot of unanswered questions in the first Face Jam. Well, I feel like if we can get Face Jam meets Flesh Gordon, we'll be in pretty good shape as a society. And Pulp Friction. Um, and, and back to... Pulp, yeah, yeah. Pulp Friction. Uh, and back to your point, Noel, that was my favorite part of the, the LeBron thefts is when people would actually go the extra mile and draw a little smiley face <laughs> on the peg. Uh, coming to America 2, uh, I didn't finish watching it. I thought it came out I, last year for some I, reason. I, I did it not might have. I don't know. I just threw I, I threw it I on the list. I never got around to it. I watched like no, half I an hour of it, it, 
and the first okay. movie is so is so special to me that I yeah. it was like it was like the new Bill and Ted movie when it came out. I just could not. Oh, see, I love that. It. I thought I that was well. Great. No, I, I wound up finally watching it, and loving it, but I was afraid yeah. to watch it. I was yeah, like, is I, it going to yeah, disappoint yeah. me twenty years later? Um, for 30? for and and I can't imagine this is possible. But if there's anybody out there that's more intellectual than those of us that are on this show right now, <laughs> I really need somebody to come up with a word for the feeling you experience when you're watching a movie. And as it goes on, your feeling of, Oh no, this is a piece of shit just keeps getting worse. That would it, be what we experience where there's Halloween kills. I'm sure there's a yes. German word for it. I'll look. Yeah, I'll right. Look. It's, there's got to be something like Schadenfreude. Yeah. Where, where, I'm pretty you mean sure. Schadenfreude? I don't know how you pronounce it because whoever fucking sure. says that outside of Germany. I'm pretty I'm sure, sure I mean, it's called learning Phantom, German. It's called the Phantom Menace experience. <laughs> well, no, because no, 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 because most people and they'll lie to your face about this now. Most people enjoyed the Phantom Menace and only when they looked back on it, realized it was a piece of shit. Lies. Because I fell asleep during the I, Most a, people. Yeah. Nobody Tris, I knew I when that movie out came theater, out was like, that was terrible. And nobody liked Jar Jar movie. Binks. But there's, there's a certain feeling. I experienced it during Halloween Kills. I experienced it during The Eternals, um, where a half an hour or so into the movie, you're like, oh, fuck, this isn't very good, is it? And Not then totally as right. the movie keeps going, uh, because it it's no movie, very few, Not I'm going to say no movie, uh, very few movies are perfect. There's like RoboCop and Predator. Those are perfect movies. But like Roadhouse, most, Roadhouse, most movies oh, have, break. have flaws. But we overlook the flaws because we love the awesomeness. But... Once your brain realizes that the flaws are outweighing the awesomeness, then you start to look for flaws and every movie has them to offer. Once you've hit that threshold of, oh no, this isn't very good. If you and start hitting that in the first 30 minutes, it's right. a phenomenally bad movie because most of the time a movie with its flashing lights and, and fun noises it distracts you. It can get you to the end and then you have to kind of think about it to realize that it sucked dick. But like, and I, I won't go too much into Halloween kills because we did an entire episode on it. But like we had that exact conversation while watching it. Ryan looked at me and he was like, this is weird, right? And I was like, yeah. Yes. And then about 10 minutes later, it was like, oh, no, this is bad. It's oh, it's bad. There's a literary device. I think it's called rising tension, right? And this is like rising shititude. Yes. Like yes. as the movie continues, your feeling of loathing for it just grows with each passing minute. I'll, I'll find you the German word for that as well. There's got to yeah. be. There's got to um, be. Amongst my friends down here, we call that ghost shipping. Because <laughs> that opening scene in ghost ship, we all yeah. went and saw it in the theater, was so amazing. We were also really drunk. Some I, of them might have been really high. I like ghost the, ship. I'm not ashamed listen, to say. As the movie went on, we were all contemplating: Do we leave? Like we were literally <laughs> having the conversation because I've never walked out on a movie before. 
this is this is horrible. Do we just go leave and drink some more? That movie never reaches the heights of the opening scene, but I like that movie. I liked all of those ghost house movies. I, I dug all of those to one degree There's or another. There's some of them that are good, but but Ghost Ship was was I, I even our liked, head against the back going. I even what? liked Waxworks or Wax Museum or whatever. Well, the one with Paris House Hilton. of Wax. House of Wax. I love that I was going to say, that don't talk a good movie. Don't I, talk I bad like about Waxwork. Don't confuse Waxwork with No, Waxwork is phenomenal. That's a whole other thing. All right, we got to keep going. Uh, Cru- Did you guys all watch Cruella? I can't believe yeah. that's on yes. your list. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I didn't I like did. it much, but I watched it. Whoa, okay. Most of the Disney live action movies have been horrible. That is totally a case of style over substance. I well, and that was fine with me. I thought it was awesome. I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed it. You're breaking my heart tonight. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought it was great. I I really loved it. Can um, we stop? Can we stop sympathizing villains? When do we get just bad guys who are bad guys? We don't have to justify what terrible thing in Batman Returns. The penguin is born a mutant. His parents throw him in the garbage. He's a bad guy. We yeah. don't need I'm a poor, misunderstood soul with but a that's exactly what the penguin story is. Yeah. That's, on me. Yeah, that's that literally his exact story. Penguin. No. As opposed to he's the traditional penguin story of he's just a gangster dickbag. Um, I, I don't know. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It's it's for and it's gonna be different Fair for enough. everybody, but for I'm, me, Corella works. At, at least of like too much backstory is bullshit. It depends on what it is. Yeah. At least Cruella did not reach the heights of terribleness that Maleficent did. Ugh. Teaching that was us awful. that that leather pants and stiletto heels existed in <laughs> I couldn't I didn't make it through the first Maleficent I, I watched like 20 minutes or so of that and I was that like this I can't do this I, yeah. I never watched any I've of that never watched any of that Jungle Cruise I loved it big fun yeah just big dumb fun I liked it as much as the first Pirates of the Caribbean yep yeah yeah it was it was just a big dumb fun movie uh to put put the rock in the jungle and you've got a winner yeah. Yeah. And, and women khaki yeah. seems to happen a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Also, it's down. one of my favorite rides, and like all the little dumb jokes and shit were so fun. Like, it yeah. Was, like, yeah. See all that shit. I loved it. He can, he can pull off, uh, you know, I, a lot of people might say, oh, the rock's playing the rock, but he pulls off varying levels of like humor and dashing and savoir yeah. faire. Like, he's a little bit different in everything. That's like he does. complaining that Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing Arnold right. Schwarzenegger. Right. I will, you just I accept that that's what you're watching. I will he's put the rock. Dramatic. I will put the rock in the same category that we did only murders in the building. The rock doesn't care to look silly or stupid right. when yes. he's in a movie. He yeah. will go to whatever length the scene needs. Yeah. To do what he needs to do, and to me, that makes him more than just an action movie star in a yeah. in a comedy. And speaking yeah, of the Rock, he does, uh, he does put his ego to the side quite a bit. Absolutely. If, yeah. if you haven't watched the the Young Rock Christmas special yet, uh, do yourself a favor and watch that. It's great. Going back to the beginning of the podcast, that's a show that I wish I could have just all binged at once because I lost interest after like the first six 
episodes. And, and that's one that we somehow forgot about and mm-hmm. didn't watch it until they were all available. Well, and I've it was all better. Now, so so yeah. now I'm going to go back and binge them it, all. It was better as a we can watch several at once. So that was right. one that definitely worked that way. Uh, here, Here's one that might uh, cause a bit of a divide. Malignant. I know you haven't seen it, it yet. I loved it. Yeah, I liked it. My only, the only thing I can say is I felt that the tone was weird. And I think that that fucked up the experience for some people because the tone of the movie (laughs) felt like a serious horror movie. But then what happens in it is completely bonkers insane. To me, it was like basket case. Like it was, it, it was a very basket case like movie. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It's completely insane. It's way over the top. The violence is amazing. Um, I, I loved it. I think if it came out in the eighties, it would be looked at as a classic. Yeah. Okay. Now I really want to see it. I think yeah. if it came out in the eighties though, it wouldn't have taken itself so seriously for the first hour and that you Nicole, you nailed it. That's my problem with it is you can't present uh what was the movie where the fucking girl's head gets popped off by the telephone pole hereditary oh hereditary you can't present an hour of movie that's as serious as hereditary yeah. and then go fucking dead alive true true you, you yeah. it, it doesn't work for me fair enough and yeah. i will go back and give it another chance knowing that it does go bonkers You're not wrong. End, but that's that was my it just I loved the concept. The con once I once I figured out what was going on, I was like, this would be so great if they were having any fun with it at all. But yeah. they're not. They're treating it like some serious fucking art house horror flick. And it's not. It should be goofy as fuck. Yeah, the tone was it was all over the place. It was confused. It, the first scene was like goofy, and then it got real serious, and then it got fucking goofy again. It was all over yeah. the place. I, I did have fun watching it, though, but I also went into a really low expectations. I went into it with super high expectations. Yeah, I had heard. So that was a that was so a difference. I kind of went in and was just like, feed this to me and let me see what it is. And, and I, I don't uh, think it was poor. Like it was it was done well. It just like I said, that tone the inconsistency of the tone yeah. was was my block. You're right. The jail. You're like, oh, my God, it's it's just. It's like a free for all. It's, it's well, and that's when it hits, and you're like, yeah. "Holy shit! This movie could have been so much fun if they weren't and so will, determined to be dreary and serious for the first hour." I will give you that the tone is very confused, especially for a, about that. You know, the first ten minutes aside, the first hour of the movie. It, but if you can kind of ignore that or or get past it, it's really. It, awesome. it should have been so the cool. same tone as like raising Kane or dark man or like, yeah, like that kind of thing where, where within its world, it is taking itself seriously. But as a viewer, you see how loony it is. Yeah. If Sam Raimi had made that movie, it would have been fucking yeah. one of my favorite movies of the year. If it was like drag me to hell, like it would have been. Perfect. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's the tone that it needed. So yeah. that was the mistake it made, but I can get past it because. And that's awesome. Uh, and I'll, at some point I'll give it another chance because right. I love the concept. Yeah. Speaking of good horror, we forgot to mention Candyman. Uh, no, it's on the list. 
Oh, okay. okay. We yeah, need to it was fucking that. awesome. Oh, my God. Slow burn, but beautiful, artsy. I mean, what we've come to expect from Jordan Peele's productions. Uh, you know, he, he was just a producer on this, but uh, I thought it was but phenomenal. Man, the, the acting in it is it's it's absolutely awesome. It's wonderfully gory. It's scary, I think, as fuck. It, and it's, it's freaky the way where it goes you just do not see coming it's wonderful yeah and any anybody that complained about it doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about like i'm on board with that some of the complaints i read about it like you just you didn't get the first movie and and you know what i mean like i don't know i i was blown away i thought it was so fantastic um uh, the only part I can't watch is the part where the with the bees and the face holes, and that just makes me. But um, <laughs> so it turns you into Jar Jar Binks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's Boss Nass. All right, so we're we've uh, we've we've covered enough of what's what's left on the list that I made. Uh, we got we got to wrap this thing up. So I want to go around to everybody. We're going to start uh, on the uh, left of my screen here with Beth. Uh, was was there anything that you wanted to talk about that we haven't covered? Anything you wanted to point out from 2021? Um, are we are we doing a bad thing now, or are we just going to keep doing good things? I think we've talked about a lot of bad things, but I mean, if you're willing to to point out a bad thing, go for it. Well, it's this only is a that, free for all. It's only that it was the expectations for me were high with Cowboy Bebop. Oh no! I know, I I'm know. Such right? a huge fan of the anime. I'm yeah, such I a don't... big fan, and I wanted it. Really wanted it to work. It wasn't that I was going in with a critical eye. I wanted it to succeed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. John Cho did, broke his fucking leg for this show. Did you? Did you even bad. get through the whole thing? I did. I and didn't. I couldn't. I figured do it. out what the problem was. It's that Jet was written well. Spike written well. Faye badly written i did Julia, well i don't badly written you've I got think, 24 episodes in a movie to draw from and you can't write the fucking characters i think this was another tonal problem too though is yeah. it was it was this this beautiful technicolor landscape and sometimes it was funny sometimes it was like it just didn't have if you had had an Edgar Wright or a Sam Raimi or somebody with a really strong creative vision that would stick to it rather than just trying to mimic a lot of the big scenes from the anime, I, I, it just didn't work. And I hated it that it didn't because I'm not a huge anime fan, but I love Cowboy Bebop. That's my favorite anime. And I, I went in ready for it to be something completely different, but, to, to enjoy whatever it presented as long as it kept the spirit of it. And it just <clears> wasn't, <throat> it was just kind of dull. Honestly, it, it only, didn't have the magic. The only thing I got right was the music. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. 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 And I, I hated it because I, I John Cho, yeah, I love John Cho. Um, the, all the, I, it just, it didn't work. It sadly didn't work. Anybody else? Uh, watch this, care about it at all? He started it. I liked what I'd seen, but I also haven't seen the anime, so I don't know. I, like, yeah, I, I, no, I don't know. 
I, I enjoyed the shit out of the anime, uh, which is not thing something that I usually say about anime. Uh, <laughs> however, I was always skeptical of it translating in a live action, so I, I've yet to watch it. I'm sure I will one day. I think with the resources that they had, they could have have very successfully done this because visually, it's all there. But the spirit just isn't there. So, like budget-wise, execution-wise, they had the tools; they just didn't have the talent. It looks right. It just doesn't yes. feel right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. Uh, let's see, Christian. Any twenty twenty one things, good or bad? Just your last call out. Yeah, the only thing we didn't really touch on that sticks out to me. Um, is the Activision Blizzard stuff? Oh yeah, that God, was going on. Yeah. Well, because listen, I'm I'm not a War of Warcraft guy, but I am an Overwatch guy. Next to Resident Evil, that is my absolute most favorite game series ever. Well, um, I'm a huge Diablo fan too, so and it's and hugely to, disappointing. And I know people here in Orlando. I know quite a number of people who have worked for EA. And so there are stories, not so much like the harassment and that sort of stuff, but the being overworked, having your ideas stolen and not getting credit. There's so much of that that you hear these stories of it now that it finally has broken through on such a big scale to where it's affecting the releases of games and updating of games. And how is the gaming industry landscape going to change it to me that's just been a very interesting thing to watch um and i'm curious to see how it all plays out because it's it's so corporate where you you have people you know like jeff kaplan that was so beloved by the overwatch community that left and everybody was scratching their heads and then the more that comes out you're going Oh, well, because he saw what was going on and was like, yep, I can't change things. I got to bail no matter how much I love this game. And so that's the, you know, I, not to, again, I'm sorry to get heavy, but just because of the changing workscape that happened during the pandemic and now coming out of it where people are like, yeah, I don't have to put up with this anymore. But by the way, us not putting up with it anymore means that some of these things that you guys love so dear may not ever get their updates. It may not come back or you're just going to have to wait a long time because we're more important than that. So it's just kind of, for me, interesting to watch. I don't know anything about any of that, but if any of the rest <laughs> of you have, uh, have thoughts, please go ahead. Well, the, I mean, the harassment thing was not a surprise because, I mean, now the game the game industry is such a boys' club that hearing harassment stories was, oh, of course it is, of course well, they're getting hey. harassed, but it's so much worse than that, yeah. right? And it's I not. do give them credit, like to go in and change the names of characters that were named after some of these people that did crappy things. Um, they still haven't totally done right, but. Um. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Gross. What happens in the future? Well, I would. Uh, this the CEO of Activision Blizzard should be thrown gone. into the, 
thrown into the sea for a lot of other reasons, but this should be the, the, the cherry on top. But the problem is, is that is, as long as one, like if he gets fired, he's going to get like $50 million or something obscene in a golden parachute deal Two, like, as long as they're still making money, like the, like the board of directors doesn't, care 100% it's the Bob Chappick thing yeah like it's it's, it comes down to money and like once once someone in a position to say so decides that like keeping him on isn't worth it then they'll let him go and that sucks but that's you know the system that we currently labor under so yeah Without getting too commie about it, I know this isn't. The, I know this isn't the podcast for that, Dave. I, I would definitely be interested in seeing the world where communists ran video games, and every video game is fill bucket until full. That's that's the job. That sounds sim- really fun to me. That's the job simulator I was talking about. Earlier. <laughs> it's great fun. You're out in the fields picking wheat. <laughs> Pick wheat until bucket full, and if then you, you then you bread, wait. You will fill bucket. Then you wait four hours in line to buy toilet paper. Yeah, sounds great. Oh wait, that was the beginning of the pandemic. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, Nicole, have you got anything twenty twenty one wise you wanted to bring up? Uh, I think the only movie that I had that we didn't touch on was one called Werewolves Within. I still uh, haven't oh, watched that, and I feel so like I need to. Good. Think Clue meets uh, werewolves. Um, there it, is no reason why that movie should be as fun as it is. It is. I yeah. love that game, and yeah. to think that that game could be translated into a movie, I uh, went in with no expectations, and yeah, I didn't really know what to expect either. Um, I I didn't really see or read a lot about it so i didn't really know it was going to be kind of like a. Uh, yeah i know nothing about it i um, don't know that i would have known it was even like a because it's basically a comedy right yeah yeah but it's smart and like i said yeah. it has very clue vibes to it it's well a, you throw you threw clue into the mix so now yeah. expectations are pretty high it's a whodunit a funny whodunit with werewolves. So it's like who who's the werewolf done it? <laughs> right. Um, it but it's it's absolutely. Uh, I, I wish it had gotten more attention. It's really really fantastic, and you guys will all really enjoy it. Um, it it was you know it's kind of like the concept. It should have just sort of been like oh that was fine, uh, but for some reason it works so well that I really wanted to put it on my like favorite of 2021. It's absolutely awesome. So you should watch it. Other than that, I just had some books and no one wants to talk about books. Books. Ugh, <laughs> fucking nerd. I was elected to lead, not to read. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what about you? Any uh, 2021 stuff we missed? No, not really. Like we've honestly covered pretty much all of the shit that I wanted to talk about. I mean, Oz? some good shit came out this year. Um, you know what? We didn't really talk about the new Ghostbusters. No, we really didn't. And it was... I, mean, uh, I don't know if we have time now, because we could do well, it. Was, it was absolutely perfect for me. I, I wish we could I'm have done like a review episode. Um, it just didn't fit into the schedule. But 
it was like a lot of things now it was a retread but it was done so well and and sets up the possibility of a return to that world that we love and right. and that's to me that's kind of the best we can hope for for a lot of things now is that we can get something that hollywood sees value in once again which is the thing that I, you know, I enjoyed the 2016 Ghostbusters for what it was, but right. it did not set the world on fire. It didn't reestablish a, a, a universe that we loved already. Um, it, it was too different, and we don't like that, <laughs> right? So this to no, me, I, I just I don't know. I it was for me. It was just it was perfect. It, it, like you said, it, it kind of set up you know, what, what's, what's going to, what possibly could come next. And just, I mean, the way they handled the, the, the characters and the casting was brilliant. It was just, to me, it was fantastic. Yeah. The young cast was fantastic. Uh, they did a really good job with the old cast, except for one part towards the end that I'm still a little baffled about. Uh, but there, there were a couple of scenes that were once again, the, I wish I had some napkins here to, to sort of surreptitiously dry my eyes with nobody looking. Uh, right. It was, it was great. And I, I'm very excited about seeing it again and, and getting the physical media and taking in all the special features and stuff, because I think there are probably a lot of really great stories uh, involved in the making. Yeah. Of this I always movie. thought the one time I'd, I'd love to see it again too. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Arian, did you enjoy anything in 2021? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, like, it's like, and the thing is, it's like I don't even. I just watched the last episode of the first season yesterday, and I, I, I'm still trying to decide like my how I feel about it. But uh, I feel like I would be remiss in not uh, acknowledging, if not recommending. Uh, the production of a TV adaptation of the wheel of time, which is bonkers to me that it's crazy. Someone's trying to adapt a 14 book series. Yeah. And, and, and like they're, they're condensing it and scrunching it down. And uh, there is not nearly enough uh, braid pulling from the actors who plays Nenev and looking uh, dissatisfied at everyone else. But like there were some things I thought they did a really good job of. They didn't really stick the landing. And I questioned some of the things they cut and some of the things that they chose to keep, but I'm going to watch the second season when it comes out, I'll give it one more before I like, I, I mean, I made it like, I think nine or 10 books in before I gave up on the book series. I only got to like four or five. Yeah, you, should, you stopped at the right time because, like, <laughs> four or five, like, it, like the middle books get bad, y'all. Like, bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bloated, bad. Uh, and, and I was reading these in high school, so going into yeah. the show, my only memory was like, this was some fantasy shit that I enjoyed for a while. So I didn't right. remember. I remember I watched the first two episodes and I dug them. I haven't gotten back to it yet, so I don't know if I dug them that much, but um, I liked them. But I I had no idea who anybody was, how accurate anything was. I don't remember that shit at all. 
so it, it, it came back to me a bit more and like i read up on wikipedia to like yeah i didn't i didn't want to do that because i i i want to take the show in as it presents itself uh it's the I feel like in a lot of ways it has a lot of promise and it could potentially be really good. But like there were just some like, I don't know what they're going to do to like get themselves out of some of the choices without spoiling anything. Some of the choices that they made in the final episode to me just seem outright dumb. And if you like, you can retcon it somehow by saying, Oh, that's not actually what happened. And so and so, you know. But you shouldn't be having to do that after one right? season. Like, yeah. all, look, all I know, and this isn't going to surprise anybody, is when that magic lady started doing magic shit, I was like, that's awesome. Sure. And, and it was awesome. And like, there's some cool shit going on, but I just, it, like, it, it raised my alarms the more episodes I watched, which is not a good thing. But I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it one more season, and we'll see what happens because it did get. I've been moved. debating watching it. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews, but the fact that Brandon Sanderson is actively working on the show makes me think that it might not totally suck. Well, and, and he said like he, like he understands why they did some of the things that they did, but he disagreed with some of them. But like he's still like consulting on the show. Like, his, yeah, I mean, he didn't walk away, so that makes yeah. me think that so. you know he wasn't disgusted with what they were doing. I'll I'll give it another like like I said, I'll give it season two. Um, I'm not like dying for another Game of Thrones replacement. Plus, like I'm a huge uh, Lord of the Rings and J.R.R. Tolkien nerd, and I'm way more excited about the like Lord of the Rings series that's going to be coming out sometime in the next couple of years. Beth, Beth is nodding enthusiastically for those of us who are listening and not watching. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Noel, uh, what from 2021 has, has you excited, has left you happy and fulfilled? Uh, we got our first posthumous studio album by the late great Prince Rogers Nelson. Uh, Welcome to America. I haven't listened to it a whole bunch, um, but I I really enjoyed it. It's uh, very much on kind of the the path he was going and some of his later releases before his death. So I was happy to hear new Prince material. It wasn't just like demo stuff or live stuff. Yeah, yeah. And and there should be plenty of that uh, to come. Yeah. We and we barely touched on music, but I got to tell you, I think it's because for me, me personally, anyway, it's because I'm old and I don't listen to that much new music. I don't Same. listen to that much music, period. Honestly, most of what I'm listening to is like podcasts and stuff like that. Um, but you know, occasionally I'll I'll check something out that strikes me my, my fancy. And yes, I definitely had to give uh, the new Prince album a spin. I haven't even listened to the new Mastodon album yet, but it's because the the order, the pre-order for it was so fucking annoying that I said, fuck you guys. I don't need to hear your stupid album. <laughs> Terry was mixed. Terry was mixed feelings on it until he saw the show. And then he said it was amazing. Uh, well, and they're, they're, uh, they're the star Trek of bands in that every other album I fucking love. And then the ones in between, I'm kind of like, eh, that's good. 
All right, guys. Well, I think we have uh, covered a, a ton of stuff from 2021. I don't know that we've covered everything, but good Lord, how much of us does anybody really want to hear? Uh, <laughs> thank you for taking the time to sit down and talk about this year that we've all survived. Uh, I wanted to hit on things we're looking forward to in 2022, but I think that may well be another episode that we're recording in a couple of weeks here. So to sign off, <laughs> what's that? Pre-orders. <laughs> yes put in your pre-order now for the things 2022 episode uh (laughs) before we go of course we got to talk about where uh you can find us and what we're going to be doing christian where can we find your wonderful action figure photography you can find me on instagram and on Flickr under the screen name legion cub uh cadavers what do you got going on over there uh, check out my new band, Neon Warlords. We're about to put out a new song in a couple weeks. Uh, that's pretty badass. We're working with uh, Tiffany from the band Elzig, and uh, we're doing a fucking awesome song. So check out Neon Warlords and uh, the Casket Creatures. And that first Neon Warlords album, that will be released on vinyl, right? I want it to be, if I can afford it. <laughs> yeah, I hear that's a little it's bit expensive. of a... yeah. Uh, that and that is where pre-orders can be a good thing, I think. Yes. Uh, so everybody, be ready to pre-order Neon Warlords debut pre-order. album. Hell yeah! Uh, Beth, what are you up to? Where can we find you online? I am a co-host of Execute Chapter Sixty Six, where we talk about Star Wars books. We will be back from Christmas break soon with the newest Thrawn book. Excellent. Nicole, you gave a gesture as though you had something to throw out there. Did we did we oh, overlook no. you, you when just, we you went to the cadavers? It. I again, it's fine. I didn't forget that you existed. You said <laughs> nothing when I said cadavers. <laughs> What's going on with you? Uh, uh, nothing. You can you can find me on Instagram as usual. I just want seriously. <laughs> you gave a dismissive gesture to the camera and that's all you got you're not going to talk about your other podcast that is surely coming back at some point had a new episode in a year so well, that's okay the other episodes are still out there right they they are they are there and they are glorious and there will be another one someday yes someday when we because can there are plenty of shitty movies to talk about yeah For real We've never done that ginger dick, man. Nor will we. But if you want to show up and be a guest. You can be a guest on Content Watching and we can do Ginger Dead Man 3. There you go. I think that sounds like a great idea for me to not be involved in. Make all my Gary Busey dreams come true. <laughs> Noel, what have you got going on? Uh, I'm, a, I'm on a podcast with um, some other people that you you may know um uh here uh on this particular show called uh audible interlude we talk about gi joe so uh check that out every month and also uh you can find uh stuff on uh dorkdroppings.com uh 25 years of content that's barely ever updated anymore (laughs) but that's okay because it's still 25 years of great stuff much like caught dead watchings archives (laughs) Arian, yeah, you don't do anything. No, it's true. I pride, <laughs> I pride myself on it. I have a whole, I have a whole bunch of memes that prove otherwise. That's true. You <laughs> are. You are. Okay, let, let me rephrase it. I don't do anything useful. 
<laughs> you're our resident making me laugh is very useful it's true to me at least and uh oz you're down there whittling rotary phones or whatever <laughs> yeah yeah no i just I, making stuff and i'm you know i'm on instagram and facebook and doing things and stuff doing, doing things <laughs> you'll be back as part of the big damn game show at dragon con 2022 that's right if they ever open up the uh guest admissions which hasn't happened yet i'm sure they will someday you guys thank you uh this has been great i'm really drunk let's go home <laughs> yeah i'm pretty drunk sir. aren't we yeah, already home I'm too drunk for a monday what a marathon episode, and boy, did we drink a lot. Uh, I, one thing I want to mention, a new holiday tradition, a new post-Christmas, well, not even post-Christmas, because I was doing this Christmas Eve, uh, canceling all of the pre-orders for stuff that did not show up in time, uh, because the whole point was to get it as fast as possible to be there ready for Christmas. Uh, and now, you know, I'll just wait and find it in the store. Or if by the time I find it, I don't care about it anymore. Uh, or, or the recipient doesn't care about it anymore. Then we just don't get it. I understand that's a little weird consumery way to do things. But uh, it is fun going through uh, Walmart and Amazon and Big Bad Toy Store. And I'm sorry, I always feel bad when I cancel pre-orders from Big Bad. But I always have a good reason. Uh, and just canceling those pre-orders, baby. It was great. Uh, the My favorite one, well, I had a couple of favorites, but one of the ones I enjoyed the most was uh, Walmart. They That WWE Masters of the Universe line was exclusive to them, but the last two waves did their usual distribution thing. I managed to find the very last wave at Walmart, and I had the second-to-last wave pre-ordered, and then Big Bad put both of them up for pre-order. Uh, so... Right now, as we speak, the second-to-last wave is on its way to me from Big Bad, and I just canceled the pre-order from Walmart. So that is less money going to Walmart, more money going to Big Bad, and that makes me happy, uh, as did many things in 2021. Uh, you guys, thank you for another year of needless things. Uh, once again, I forgot to cancel renewal for Podbean hosting, so you guys get another year of needless things. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and happy holidays. Let's look, uh, happy new year. Let's look forward to great stuff. I love you guys. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.